from ABC News. I'm Mark Remillard. 17 U.S. missionaries are missing in Haiti after being kidnapped. ABC's Phil Lipoff. According to an audio message from the Ohio-based Christian Aid Ministries, first reported by the New York Times, the group was going home after building an orphanage. The one-minute message also says that the U.S. Embassy is working with the mission's field director, whose family, by the way, and another individual had stayed at the ministry's base when the others were being abducted. The U.S. State Department says it's aware of the kidnappings, but provided no additional information. Former State Department official and ABC News contributor Steve Ganyard. We have the ability to put uh, FBI hostage negotiation teams uh, quickly on the ground in Port-au-Prince, uh, and there were probably some backup plans being made as well uh, to potentially bring in U.S. military to do in uh, extremist hostage rescue. Haiti has been in the midst of deep political turmoil since the assassination of the country's president in July. The mayor of Chicago in a showdown with the city's police department over a public employee vaccine mandate. An internal Chicago PD memo obtained by ABC News is restricting elective time for all sworn officers. 15th Ward Alderman Ray Lopez says he believes it's to prepare for the possibility that some officers are being sent home when the vaccine mandate takes effect on Monday. This should have been a very simple issue for us. Get vaccinated, let us know so that we can move forward. But instead, it's become a battle of wits. ABC's Zachary Keish has more. The mayor here in Chicago says it will be Monday, if not longer, before they're able to gauge who's in compliance. It's worth noting that COVID has killed more police officers over the last year than any other cause of death. A strike averted in Hollywood as a deal has been reached between union representatives for some 60,000 behind-the-scene workers and production companies. Edie Radloff lives in Studio City. I'm very thrilled. I'm happy for everybody, as long as it was a win-win. The deal must be approved by members. You're listening to ABC News. Still looking for that one special voice that makes you fall in love with podcasts? The one is out there and free on Spotify. With over 2 million shows and today's most talked about podcasts, Spotify is the best place to find that one special show that makes you laugh, keeps you interested, and keeps you listening for more. Whatever you're into, get way more into it with a podcast. Find the one you've been listening for right now, free on Spotify. Today on Hey Culligan, sustainability and better water. Here's Sam. Hey Culligan, I'm really into sustainability. My clothes, my utensils, my food. But how do I get more sustainability from my water? Super question, Sam. And the answer is an always-on drinking water system from Culligan, which helps eliminate the equivalent of 15 billion single-use plastic bottles a year. Whoa, that's a ton of sustainability. 416,000 tons, Sam, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. All right, just instead of gardening on a beautiful chilly, <laughs> actually actually feels like fall this morning, but uh, just a gorgeous morning out there. And uh, just instead of gardening, I get to talk to you for a moment about the Cedar Eater of Texas, and what a great time it would be to be getting that cedar under control. Man, I was looking around at the trees earlier this week, and those berries are developing. All those seeds are developing, and you know what that means. That means a whole lot more. Isn't it time to call the cedar eater and get your cedar problems back under control? You know, it's just the most 
ecologically friendly way, most efficient way I know of, to uh, eliminate cedar. And they can work on it uh, any time of year since there's no burning involved. You don't have to worry about burn pans. They're not bulldozing. They're not loosening up your soil and causing problems there. They're just turning all those steers that are standing there creating problems into a nice layer of mulch on the ground. Amazing how fast it happens, too. Once you've seen that machine works, uh, you'll understand <laughs> where you're here in protection, though, because it, it's quite noisy, but it really does take care of the cedar. Cuts it off at ground level, grinds it into a nice mulch all-in-one operation. Cedar Eater also has machines that can take down big trees that may have died from the freeze or from drought or from oak wilt. No danger of spreading oak wilt, by the way. And uh, they have a machine that can rip mesquite out of the ground, roots and all. Many, many services from one incredibly fine company. They have two locations, North Texas and South Texas. And you can reach them both through the same phone number at 210-745-2743. That's 210. 745-2743 for the Cedar Eater of Texas. The folks at Airtron Heating and Air Conditioning can make your home more comfortable with a brand new furnace and air conditioner from Carrier. Turn to the experts. You can expect more even temperatures throughout your home and reduce energy bills. Plus, indoor air quality products can keep your home's air clear of allergens, bacteria, and even viruses. Visit AirtronSA.com to find out how you can save up to $2,000 off a Carrier Heating and Cooling System. Turn to the experts. The average cost of a furnace repair is more than $350, but Airtron's essential home care plan includes regular tune-ups and safety checkups for your furnace and AC to help prevent costly breakdowns. The Airtron technicians are professional, maintain all social distancing policies, and respect your home and your time. Take control of your home comfort with a furnace and AC made by Carrier. Turn to the experts and installed by Airtron Heating and Air Conditioning. Fast and reliable service. Visit them on the web at AirtronSA.com. License number TACLA 0001802E. South Texas Gardening with Bob Webster is on the air. Talk to Bob now. 210-599-5555. All right. It is uh, gorgeous. It was, I tell you what, it was uh, 42 degrees in my house <laughs> When I left Bernie this morning, sure glad that wasn't yesterday morning. It was chilly enough sitting out. That's the problem being tied to a microphone. You can't get up and move around. And, of course, we were broadcasting live yesterday from the big herb market down at the Pearl. And uh, it was about 10 degrees, uh, 15 degrees warmer. And I'm sure glad it was this morning. I would not do too well sitting still for three and a half hours. So uh, it is a gorgeous day, though. I hope you're going to get out and enjoy. You are going to want a light jacket if you uh, head out early this morning, though, because it's chilly even here in san antonio so uh, just be prepared fall is most definitely in the air this morning and there are so many things to do out there today we're going to talk first to mac and then to glenn and kit mark mark oh there we go mark and then glenn and kit i think there's one line open so grab it if you like 210-599-5555 and uh let's just go ahead and get started and say good morning mark Good morning, sir. This is your Houston fan club calling. <laughs> well, it is it is so good to hear from the from the eastern relatives. <laughs> yeah, and it is a likewise beautiful morning this morning as well. Very Although good. once again, I'm I'm glad I don't have to be out in it quite yet because I still got my shorts on. <laughs> <laughs> man, man, I can I can really identify with it's it's getting serious when you have to wear long pants, and I will admit uh, that's what I put on this morning. But I'll have the shorts back on before the day's over. 
Well, that's good. I, you know, almost every time I think I see you, I've seen you in shorts. And I was telling Wendy yesterday, I hate long pants now. Every time I have to make the conversion, <laughs> I, I can't wait to get out of them. Well, I I do the same way. If I'm if I'm working around the ranch or using weed eater or something like that, I'll I'll break down and do it just for a little protection. But uh, you know, you need you need all the all the exposed skin possible to build vitamin D to protect yourself these days. Yeah, amen on that. Okay, the topic is recreating um, citrus. Uh, I was on under the impression I have been all along that you you can't start citrus; you have to graft it. But Wendy's telling me, no, 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 that's not true. And we have she has a a pixie mandarin that is just delicious. And I commented about wanting to, to start it. She said, well, just take a cutting and start it. And I said, well, I don't believe you can do that. So break the tie. <laughs> okay. Um, let's let's just say you're both right. Um, you can take a cutting. The disadvantage of cuttings and the reason that citrus is normally grafted, when you graft it onto a seedling rootstock, that rootstock has a taproot that is a very strong, stable plant from, you know, from the day it starts growing. The problem with citrus grown from cuttings is that it has a weak and wimpy root system for the first couple of years. And if you're going to grow a citrus from cuttings, you're probably going to have to support it because it's going to be very prone to wind damage, very prone to, you know, various things. If that trunk gets rocked around, it's going to snap the roots, and that's not going to be a good situation. So for a long time... I would say probably 98% of the citrus grown was grafted. We don't do it from seeds. I mean, we grow the rootstock from seeds because that's what gets that taproot going. We don't grow citrus varieties from seed uh, largely because it would take, you know, six, seven, eight years for them to mature to where they could produce fruit. But... um, you can grow citrus from cuttings. Just be prepared to keep them staked and protected and realize that they are weak and wimpy trees for the first couple of years until that root system really gets spread out and well-established. So, uh, as usual, I'm able to come down in the middle with, hopefully, without offending either party <laughs> on either side. But that that's the long and the short of citrus. Uh, I think probably as much citrus damage as we have seen from the past winter um, I think you're going to see a fair amount more citrus grown from cuttings uh, the other thing is well and I guess I guess it really is much of an issue because there's so much citrus out there that they can cut from but you know when they come out like with new roses the main reason that they are budded rather than grown on their own roots is let's say you have this new variety that's gotten an AARS selection and all these wonderful things. You've got this nice big plant that you can take 10 cuttings off of. But on the other hand, you can probably take about a thousand buds um, and budding is just kind of a one way of grafting in effect. Uh, But, you know, you can take and produce many, many more plants in a much shorter period of time through budding or through grafting than you can from cutting. So uh, that that's why, again, so many other plants are, are not on their own rootstock, that they are, are buttered or grafted. But I, you know, I, I, there's nothing at all wrong with growing it, just as long as you realize it's going to be weak for a while. And I think you're going to see a lot more cutting-grown citrus because uh, 
Um, depending on who you ask, we may see more cold winters in the future. And a lot of us that are really further north than we should be just have to give growing citrus a try because the results are so delicious. I know. Unfortunately, Freeze took out two very large, terrific producing grapefruit trees. Yes, sir. And so the back of my property now is bare. Uh, when you're talking about the long and the short of it, how long a piece of cutting and what caliper should I be targeting? It should be smaller than a pencil, normally maybe three to four inches in length, and it should be mature wood. Uh, you can certainly take cuttings at this time of year. The time you want to avoid is that uh, spring and early summer growth when they're producing that, that soft, soft wood. That will not root well at all, but the mature wood... Uh, that you can harvest today will root. I give it about a you know 30, 45 minute soak in a seaweed and garret juice mixture, and I would plan on having a propagating mat to put my uh, trays or pots or whatever I'm rooting in on because bottom heat will certainly speed up the rooting process in citrus. Gotcha. Okay. Do you have any other hints, uh, suggestions before I go marching off and trying to do this? Um, <laughs> develop a lot of patience. But it's, uh, no, you know, if uh, you, there really is not a whole lot more to say, you know. Other plants, we always take off buds or blooms or anything that would distract the plant, so to speak. But uh, your citrus is not going to be budded at this time of year. So I'm going to tell you to expect probably 70 to 80% rooting. So take twice as many cuttings if you have that much wood that you can cut from and it does root better from uh, the tips of the branches rather than from further down the stem you can root further down the stem but it takes longer and it's less reliable um, so take as many tip cuttings uh, as you can expecting that probably 70 80 percent of them are going to root and should i strip it of leaves or leave a few leaves on it the leaves, you should probably have about three leaves on left on it. You should definitely strip the leaves off the portion that's going to be poked down into the perlite, the sure. coarse sand, whatever your right. rooting medium is going to be. And should I insult the shaft that's going to be in the, no. the dirt like we do with other no. things? No, no. Not, not at all and necessary in this case. The, the roots are going to form from the cambium right at the cut point. I guess one thing you could do, and uh, some people say it's important. I'm, I'm up in the air on it. But some people will cut, uh, take their cuttings at a diagonal. So obviously you've got... Uh, you've got more cambium exposed when you're cutting at a slant than if you're cutting straight across. Uh, I would use very sharp shears to cut because you don't want to crush, you don't want to, you know, tear up the tissue. But I guess that's one other thing. If you can, cut it at an angle because that's going to probably give you 60 more percent exposed cambium to begin the root formation process. Okay, and then should I expect about seven years before it produces, like when you plant no. a seed? or no, go not, not at all. From, from a seed, what you're doing is waiting for the plant to achieve maturity, sexual maturity as it was, uh, because that's what, you know, blooming and producing fruit is. It's all about reproduction. Um, and then just, you know, if I've got a bull calf, he's still got to get up to a certain age before he can do his job as a bull. And seedling-grown plants, whether it's grape myrtles or citrus, are the same way. When you take a cutting, the parent plant had already gone through the maturation process. So as soon as it's big enough to have flowers and fruit, which is sometimes the first year, um, 
uh, you know, you can you can start getting fruit almost immediately because there's no maturing involved. Uh, it's only got to achieve a certain size so that it can bloom and support the fruit. Well, you've you've encouraged me. Thank you. And once again, <laughs> listening to the talking encyclopedia has will hopefully bear fruit. Well, thank you. <laughs> it's uh, it, and, and it most certainly should bear bear very juicy, tasty. Uh, and and what is which one is it that you're wanting to propagate? It's the uh, pixie tangerine, the pedicolata oh. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. They are so good, and they are among the more cold hardy tangerines. Or you know, they'll generally take mid to low twenties without damage. So uh, those and the mm-hmm. kumquats, uh, and of course the uh, uh, the big satsumas are by far the most cold hardy. Lemons are somewhere in the middle, and limes are on the high end of the uh, of the scale of let's freeze if it gets to thirty two. So I wish you all mm-hmm. the luck in the world, and you keep me posted on how it goes, Mark. Will do. If they produce, I'll bring you one. I look forward to it. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Take care. You're certainly welcome. You do. Bye. All right. uh, Glenn is up next. Good morning, Glenn. Bob, good morning. Good morning, sir. You were were right about chilly when I came outside here. It was 43 in the little (laughs) blank. My my shorts are, you know, the goosebumps are about to take over. But anyway. I always remember what we what we learned a long time ago backpacking in uh, in the northern mountains, and that is keep your head warm and everything else goes pretty well. I I can wear shorts pretty chilly if I've got a wool cap on my head, but uh, if your head's exposed and your legs are exposed, you're gonna feel it pretty quickly. Yeah, my head's exposed, but I'll I'll get through it. But, yeah, um, I got I got two questions this morning. Keeping on the subject of citrus. Um, Last during the freeze, I lost my Mexican lime tree. Okay. And Nancy wanted to try one of the bigger Persian limes, so I bought one of those. And I don't know if if I'm confused or the tree is confused, but about a month ago, it just went crazy starting to bloom. And right now, it's got a lot of little limes on it, and and it goes all the way up to blooms that aren't open yet. So it is, I mean, it'll, it is, it'll it's be confused. overwintering in the in the greenhouse, but is that is that normal or what? Well, you know, normal rarely applies to anything in the world today, so I would say that is not typical. It does happen, and to me, the disadvantage of Persian limes is it typically. They produce in the they bloom in the spring, produce in the fall, just like other citrus. So your period of production is a little bit uh, shorter. Uh, whereas Mexican limes can bloom 365 days a year, and you know produce edible fruit 365 days a year. But it it is definitely unusual for a Persian lime to be producing blooms at this time of year. I say that, but I've had reports of Meyer lemons doing the same thing. I I think you know the February ice event really threw things for a loop and um you know the the plants are sitting there saying well golly i'm not sure whether i'm supposed to bloom or not but look at all this wonderful spring rain we've been having and they have learned to look at the calendar so it's not unheard of and you're not the only one with citrus in bloom the blooms the fruit that is produced now up it's not guaranteed to stay on until that fruit gets up to be grape size a lot of it will set and will start to grow and then when it gets a little bit bigger than an english pea it'll turn yellow and fall off so don't set up your roadside fruit stand yet it almost certainly some of it though will go ahead and produce an edible 
uh, Lyme for you. I expect that you probably will get more blooms in January or February, and those are the ones that I think you can really count on to carry their fruit all the way through till it matures late next summer or next fall. So uh, uh, I, if it were me, I'd go buy a Mexican lime too. I mean, there's just no, no such thing as too many limes, and I love the fact that uh, a big Mexican lime tree, you can go out and pick enough limes for a margarita almost any day of the year, which is not going to happen with your Persian limes. But again, Persian lime has its own use and then of course we've got the uh, uh, kefir limes that uh, you don't even eat the fruit but the leaves are so good in Thai cooking and some of the Asian dishes so um, everybody probably ought to have that loves such things should have about three limes in their collection uh, alright yeah I may I may do that uh, the missus wanted to try the bigger limes I was, sure. I was happy with the Mexican lime but but like I say it, it died so uh, <laughs> You know, well, but well, Dave Ramsey says, "Happy wife, happy life." I totally agree with your decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, my other question is: about five weeks or so ago, uh, we planted some kohlrabi and spinach and lettuce seeds, and you know, a couple of weeks after that, I heard you say it was too late. I mean, too early for spinach. But not a single, not a single seed has sprouted in that, in that time. Is it, is it time to retry that stuff? I'd probably plant a little bit more. I don't know. You know, the soil was, was simply too warm. And um, those things, especially the spinach, just simply do not germinate except in cold soil. And considering that we've had lots of rain and all, it's a possibility that the seeds that you planted have rotted and will not sprout. On the other hand, some of them may go ahead and sprout now that uh, this uh, wonderful chilly weather that we're mentioning has happened. But seeds cheap. I would definitely plant some more because it looks like, hopefully, um, not necessarily we're going to stay way down in the 40s, but the soil's getting chilly to the point uh, that our leafy crops uh, should should begin to germinate and grow well. Okay, I didn't I didn't plant them in the soil. I put them in those little square, sure, you know, tra- sure. transplanting pots, but they were sitting outside. So yeah, I guess I'll just just try some of it again and see where it goes. I think it'd be a wise choice, and I think you'll be have much better success this time around. All right, Bob, I appreciate it. You have a good day. You do the same, Glenn. Thanks for the call. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, Kit will be up next, but need to get in a brief message here beforehand for our friends over at Fanix Nursery and Garden Center who uh, want to remind you that it is just time to do so many things out in the garden, and they're ready to help. I mean, they have gotten in uh, well, They've gotten in a lot of fall vegetable plants. They still have a reasonable amount of citrus. Started getting in their uh, uh, stone fruit trees, their plums and peaches and things like that. Now, these are the ones in containers that are already established and growing. So uh, uh, you could might even get some fruit off of those this year. So they're just, uh, they're just an awful lot of things to be doing out there. Fanix has also gotten in their bare root strawberries and if you're willing, you know, wanting to plant a big patch of strawberries, bare root is certainly the money-saving way to do it and uh, they're ready to help you. They also, of course, have the plants that are part of the SAWS uh, rebate program, the perennials that are out there. They have the 
shade trees that uh, qualify for the CPS Energy Green Shade Rebate Program. They've just got a bit of everything, including all the organic gardening supplies you're going to need, plus the Traeger pellet grills, plus the Ego lithium-ion battery-powered equipment. When you have 10 acres of nursery and you've been doing it for 80 years, well, you've got room and experience to carry a lot of different things. Fanix is open seven days a week to serve you. You can always check them out online if you like it. Fanix, F-A-N-I-C-K, FanixNursery.com. Go see them, though. They're over on Home Green Road, just off South W.W. White, where they've been for, what, 84 years now, I believe. Dave Ramsey here for River City Flooring, the folks I trust for your flooring needs. New hardwood will add value to your space where you live, work, and make memories with your friends and family. It's an investment in your quality of life. You'll love River City's premium engineered hardwood floors and luxury vinyl plank. They even offer refinishing services for your current floors. Folks, you can trust River City. They'll blow you away with their customer service and great prices. They purchase in huge quantities so they can pass the factory direct price savings onto you. And get this, they won't take a dime of your money until the job is finished. With their lifetime structural warranty and 50-year wear warranty, River City has you covered. Get your free estimate today. Visit online at rcfhardwoods.com or call 210-593-3358. 210-593-3358. Ad paid for by CompleteCar.com. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to the COVID crisis, we are announcing a low-cost extended service plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay nothing for auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay nothing for auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-549-1985 now. Drivers who are covered by this auto protection will not have to pay for a covered repair bill again. This auto coverage is at an all-time low, much lower than what dealerships are charging. Additionally, drivers who activate this auto coverage today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and free rental car at no additional cost. Call for your free quick quote today. 800-549-1985. 800-549-1985. What do you have to lose? Again, 800-549-1985. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Companies. If you thought you missed your chance to refinance and save, think again. Mortgage rates have recently dropped, and Rocket Mortgage can help you save big when you call 8338-ROCKET today. For example, with a $250,000 30-year fixed-rate mortgage, you could get a new low rate under 3%. If your current rate is over 3.75%, you could lower your payment by over $100 a month, saving thousands in interest. But you've got to act now, because no one knows how long these low rates will last. So when you need a simple way to get big savings, Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Refinance offer assumes a rate of 2.99%, 3.21% APR, 70% loan-to-value ratio for the cost of 1.75 points. $4,375 due at closing. Monthly payment of $1,052.66. Taxes and insurance not included. Payment will be greater. Rates current as of 72621. Conditions apply. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSConsumerAccess.org, number 33. Viva Fitness. Fiesta FitFest is coming to San Antonio, April 8th through the 10th. Get geared up to party and celebrate all things 
Fitness, headlined by LaTap San Antonio, a Tour de France cycling event. Cyclists of all ages, the LaTap San Antonio presented by HEB is for you. Celebrate the only Tour de France amateur cycling event in the U.S. in 2022. Register today at FiestaFitFast.com. Sponsored by HEB, Thomas J. Henry, Michelob Ultra, Valero, University Health, and Expel. South Texas Gardening with Bob Webster is on the air. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. All right, back to gardening on this beautiful day. It's going to be Kit and EJ and Brenda and Victor, and Kit is up first. Good morning, Kit. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Have I waited too long to transplant some of the pups that have sprung up around my freeze-killed sago? Do you have a super hot greenhouse to put them in? Nope. Then you've waited too long. Sorry about no, that. You know, the, that. the problem the problem is sagos will only produce roots when the soil is hot. And, again, a commercial grower with bottom-heated floors or, you know, big propagating mats can keep that soil 80, 85 degrees. But if you were to take those pups off now, uh, pretty much anywhere you put them, the soil is going to be cool enough that they're not going to form roots. And chances are, since they would have to sit there until next summer before they started forming roots, they wouldn't survive. So, uh I'm uh, sorry to say, but, yeah, find something else to work on. I can give you plenty of garden chores, but uh, taking the oh, pups I off the same. Oh, I have plenty waiting gonna... for me. <laughs> <laughs> I figured as much. You're a good gardener. Okay. Thank you, sir. You are certainly welcome. And for everybody else listening, don't be buying those palm trees. You're seeing them selling on the side of the road these days uh, because they're not going to form roots in the cooler soil either. So uh, transplanting sagos and palms, uh, just it's got to wait till it gets hot next year. But, again, plenty of other things to plant or transplant. Uh, appreciate the call, Kit. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Goodbye. All right. Uh, EJ's next. Good morning, EJ. Good morning, Bob. How you doing? It's just a beautiful morning out there, and uh, it feels like fall. We got good rains this week. I, I can't find a thing to complain about on the local level, and I'm not going to get into the national level, so it's a good day. Buddy, it's mid-40s, and it's time to start running cutting torches and welders and building sand. So that's what I'm doing this morning. <laughs> you picked a good day for it. I, I wait for this time of year for this job. Um, I've got easy ones. I want to get a couple of nice shade trees planted out here. Yes, sir. I'm leaning towards, like, Mexican sycamore or something like that so that I get a big, pretty tree in, I don't know, five years. I know last year, uh, a year ago, is always the best time to plant them. Well, five but years ago in the case is, of a shade tree, but uh, it's well, a great yeah. time to plant. If I had to pick the two best months of the year for planting woody trees and woody shrubs of any sorts, it would be October and November. And the reason being that that gives them the maximum amount of time to get their roots established before summer, because most years, last year was an exception, but most years winter is not nearly as hard on the plants as summer is. So a great time to plant. A Mexican sycamore is a great choice of trees now uh, unless we continue to have good rains mexican sycamore will take some supplemental water where they grow in nature is down along you know rivers creeks things like that where they have a little bit more moisture and they're going to require really pretty much throughout their life uh 
occasional watering as compared to the pecan or the oak or one of the others that you just plant and once they're established you can pretty much count on mother nature to take care of them so uh, if you are able to provide them some supplemental water that's going to be the fastest growing biggest shade producing tree you can put out um, you got any advice on the best way to get my hands on them? I know five-gallon pots, but it, it seems like anyone out here wants $100 for a five-gallon tree, and it seems high really? to me, but that's pretty normal. And yeah, where, they're, where, they're not cheap where? in San Angelo. Okay. Um, you know, unfortunately, it's big trees and things you can't mail order them, or you're going to pay way, way too much money for them. Um you will find that, and I just, I don't know about your area, but, you know, $100 or $150 ought to buy you a 15-gallon tree that's 8 or 10 feet tall. And if you want to pay the money, there is one wholesale grower here in the area that produces them, puts them in 90-gallon pots and puts them in 48-inch boxes. And you can buy a tree it's already got a 4-inch caliper trunk on it. I don't necessarily recommend that. But, um I would call before you make a long drive, but um, I, I think you're going to find them. You're going to find them available all the way from the 15-gallon size up. I think we got a dozen or 15 or so 15-gallon trees uh, a week or two ago. And the problem is the growers can stick a little tree in a big pot and charge 10 times as much for it. So a lot of nursery wholesale nursery tree growers are just sticking their trees in pots that are too big for them just so they can uh, gouge the public fortunately there are a few people out there that don't do that and uh, i guess they've just got so many of them they're they're back to selling a few of them in smaller pot sizes but uh, uh, they are fast growing and uh, you know people always ask me what the, how big a tree they should plant i always tell them plant the biggest tree you can afford and you can handle and you know i don't think it you know one man can't handle anything bigger than a 15 gallon tree so that's as big as we carry but i know there are bunches of nursery out nurseries out there and uh if you've got a way to transport it and can wrap it to or wait till the leaves are off uh, to transport it you'll be able to find much bigger trees okay um do you got a good way for me to find your nursery the that wholesaler you were talking about because i want like 10 of them and i'm trying to find a smaller pot size so i can afford 10 of them well, the problem is that most wholesalers are going to require you to have a nursery license and a tax ID to purchase from them. I don't mind telling you the name okay. of the nursery is Mortelleros, M-O-R-T-E-L-L-A-R-O-S. But uh, they're pretty by the book uh, unless you have a landscaper or somebody that would buy them for you and still give you the benefit of a better price. But uh, uh, quantity doesn't entitle you to buy wholesale unless you have the proper paperwork to go along with it, which no. normally means a nursery certificate from the Texas Department of Agriculture and a resale certificate from the comptroller. That's fine. I'm just going to call them and ask where their, their favorite nurseries are to buy them off of. So yeah, that's yeah and, and be sure to emphasize... Well, good questions they are and a good good selection for a tree, but uh, let them know that you are looking for the bigger tree sizes uh, because uh, they, they ship all over the state. I mean, you know, we we our trucks, our trees come off of a truck that may be headed for Dallas or Houston or uh, all around, so I do know they ship around. So you should be able to find uh, somebody in your area that would be willing to help you in getting them. Okay. Man, thank you so much. So you have a wonderful day, and I'm going to go back to enjoying wearing my leathers. 
<laughs> and I'm going by memory, but uh, I believe that their phone number is a 210 area code, which is 655-2192. You won't get them on a Sunday, but uh, I think it's 655-2192. And uh, if not, you can check them out on the web, I'm sure. Man, thank you so much. So you have a wonderful day. You do the same, EJ. It's my pleasure. All right, checking in. It's past 8.30. Uh, Brenda and uh, Victor, hang on just a second because I don't want to get behind on my brakes. And I get to talk to you about one of my favorite people in the world, one of the one of the people that I saw yesterday, as a matter of fact. I was over at Rhonda's Nature's Way picking up a couple of things. And uh, Rhonda's just my source when it comes to quality supplements. And she always, always seemed to come up with a few other little goodies for me to try. She's, she's got so many tasty edibles, along with the best in nutritional products. But she knows that, you know, it seems like 80% of the world is trying to lose weight. And the best way to do that is take refined sugar out of your diet. And she has absolutely delicious things that have no refined sugar in them. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I got something they call Smart Cakes. And I think they have like... Uh, you know, zero calories, uh, like nine grams of uh, protein, five grams of fiber. I don't remember the exact numbers, but they really are tasty and they taste nice and sweet, but with no artificial sweeteners and no refined sugar. Rhonda is just the best of the best when it comes to helping you maintain your good health through natural supplementation. And she can help you. She can help you with problems. If you have sleep issues or digestive issues, there are a lot better ways to go about it than getting a pill from your doctor, let me tell you. And uh, she also offers some some other therapies, so to speak. They do the red light and beamer light therapies at both locations. Those are widely accepted by the medical community. She does reflexology at the Northside store. And right now, both stores, she's offering a foot bath detox special, just 25 bucks. She had so much response to it in September, she said, oh, we'll just continue it through the month of October. So if you want your feet to feel fantastic and your body to be a little more toxin-free, you ought to talk to her about that foot bath schedule. Um, it, it's just, I don't know, just a wonderful, wonderful place to shop, wonderful people to do business with. And uh, she has a special like that. It's worth taking advantage of. That's Rhonda's Nature's Way, closed on Sundays, but open the other six days. Southside stores on Southwest Military, Northside store in the center of I, at I-10 in Callahan. That's Rhonda's Nature's Way. Hey, this is Sean. Texas weather, it isn't for sissies. Here, the heat is unrelenting. The storms are serious storms. The hail isn't kidding around. Texas weather doesn't do anything halfway, and neither should your roof. Your roof protects your biggest investment, your home, and it protects those you love. So whether you need a simple repair or a roof replacement, go with Stevens Roofing, your local roofer. Stevens Roofing is a family-owned company with deep roots. When you live in the community and work with your friends and neighbors, your reputation means everything. Stevens Roofing repairs and installs roofs of all kinds, from metal to composition, commercial to residential. Give them a call today at 210-785-0994. For all your roofing needs, go local. Go with Stevens Roofing. That's 210-785-0994. Work with the folks who deal with the same weather you deal with. Go with Stevens Roofing, your local roofer. Call them up, 210-785-0994, or reach them online at stevensroofing.net. Here for you for years and years to come. 
get to talk about another wonderful person. That is Dr. Mark Williamson, who is one of the best dentists you will ever encounter. Dr. Williamson is an amazing man, and that's why Dr. Staffel chose him to carry on his practice. And it has been an honor. I'm Dr. Williamson, and here in my dental office, we help people every day with virtually every dental issue with the latest technology and old-school customer care. And you're never going to be rushed through. I mean, they take time to get to know your oral health, and people sometimes neglect their oral health. Don't be embarrassed. It's uh, They're never going to make you feel bad at Dr. Williamson's office. And again, the friendliness of the staff, the competency of the dentist, Dr. Williamson is a great choice if you're looking for a new dentist. Call us at 210-341-2569. That's 210-341-2569. I'm Dr. Mark Williamson at Williamson & Associates. I'm Dr. Torres with the Institute for Functional Health, San Antonio's original holistic health clinic. Holistic does not mean complementary or alternative. It means we look at the whole picture. We've changed thousands of lives, and your overall health is our passion. I no longer have to take sleeping pills, no blood pressure medication, or cholesterol pills. My insurance changed from high risk to standard. I take zero medications and said goodbye to sinus infections. I finally feel normal. I no longer have anxiety attacks and have stopped taking pre-diabetic medication and sleeping pills. I've lost 30 pounds, half more energy than ever before, half no pain, and my labs are perfect. When things seem out of control, the one thing that we can control is your health. You will have a customized doctor-supervised wellness plan that gets to the root of the problem instead of masking symptoms. You get results, not refills. At the Institute for Functional Health, your overall health is our passion. Call 210-468-1891 for your free consultation. 210-468-1891. I'm Dr. Torres at the Institute for Functional Health. There's never any FOMO with the iHeartRadio app. You won't ever have to miss out on your favorite shows and contests with this radio station again. Radio 24-7, 365. We're here when you want us. Stay connected and listen anywhere when you download the free iHeartRadio app. South Texas Gardening with Bob Webster. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. All right. Back to gardening on a beautiful Sunday morning out there. (laughs) (laughs) You hardy people may be running around in T-shirts and shorts. Most folks are going to wear a light jacket or at least long sleeves this morning because it really does feel like fall. It was 42 degrees in my house when I left uh, early this morning, so uh, fall is in the air. But, hey, we're past the middle of October, so it's very definitely time that we started getting some of that kind of weather. Just be uh, careful on the roads because that's going to make the deer a little frisky, shall we say. And uh, this is that time of year as uh, as the bucks start into rut that, uh, unfortunately, a lot of them wind up on the highway flattened. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, it can do a lot of damage if you happen to be the one doing the flattening. So be careful out there. I uh, want you to stay safe. And it's a long wait for a new car these days. So take care of the one you've got. Back to the phone lines. Brenda's up first. Good morning, Brenda. Hi, Bob. How are you? I'm off to a good start. How are you today? I'm doing great. Um, I have a silly problem, but um, I have a um, one of the yellow Mexican bird of paradise with the little red whiskers, yeah. uh-huh. and yeah. it's not a it's not a large plant. And it's, I'm not sure what happened to it, but I don't know if it got stepped on or a errant mower wheel or, but the the plant is horizontal okay (laughs) and so is there something i can do to to change that 
Well, is it horizontal because it's bent over or because it's broken off? It's bent. Okay. It's up to you. There's nothing wrong with gently, you know, staking it up. You don't want to leave it staked long term. But um, I, I, if it were me, I would, as it were, prop it up and tie it loosely. Now, be prepared. Uh, that's, that's the original Cislopenia, and it's a little more cold-hardy as far as freezing back than the Pride of Barbados is. But um, mm-hmm. the, the thing that I saw first over at the Atlanta Botanical Garden that I thought was really clever is they bend and make a, a little round silo out of fence wire, maybe four-inch diameter openings or whatever, but they make, in effect, what looks like a little silo that's 18, 20 inches in diameter. They put this down over the top of their somewhat ter- tender perennials, you know, hold it up with a piece of rebar or something like that, and then they simply fill mm-hmm. it with leaves that they rake up off the ground, and that is, you know, enough winter protection that uh, seems to get things through cold weather very, very well without having to be putting some kind of row cover on and off or to be tying it up. And, and that's the other problem. Even with row cover like the insulate that can stay on in a high wind, it's going to get whipped around. And the last thing this little plant needs is to be, you know, blown back and forth while it's recovering from whatever abuse it, it took at the, at the <laughs> heel of someone or the wheel of the mower or whatever. So if it were me, I would brace it back up. And when it comes to protecting it this winter, you might think about doing it that way because uh, it's a great way to protect them. It's basically free other than a little piece of wire. And a uh, plant like that will really appreciate it. All right. Well, that sounds good. We'll give that a try. And you've chosen it's it's a great plant. I and and the fun thing is that not everybody has one of those. It's it's first cousin uh, with the orange and yellow flowers. It's, you see those on practically every landscape you pass. But yours is a is a very pretty one. If you haven't already discovered it, will have some thorns. It is a little bit more prickly to deal with, uh, but the flowers, mm-hmm. especially when you study them closely, are absolutely beautiful. So you've got a good plant. It's certainly worth protecting and growing. Uh, I love it. We we I saw it for the first time out in Marathon. And, really? And, uh-huh. Yeah. Ended up finding one in uh, Fredericksburg one day. So anyway, I want to try to keep it going. Very good. What were you doing out in Marathon? Um, Just hanging out. At the Gage Hotel. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting part of the world. I spent uh, parts of three of my college summers working in the Black Gap Wildlife Management Area, which is uh, Marathon was our closest town and therefore the closest cold beer. Uh, and it was only 60 miles away, so it was right around the corner. <laughs> but uh, it's it's just an it's it's a part of the world that has its own beauty. If you uh, you know if you like desert, and uh, it's certainly. Uh, Marathon hadn't grown the way Terralingua has by the same proportion, but uh, it's a place I plan to get back to one of these days. Matter of fact, we we were trying to do just that a little while back, and uh, those guys stay pretty booked up at the Gage because it's gotten so popular. So I um, uh, hope you make it back out there, and I'm glad you found something fun. You'll also find, you know, they're, they're just a world of interesting plants out there, but you chose a good one to bring back here. Unfortunately, the Ocotillo and some of the others that are so pretty out there simply will not tolerate the frequency of the rainfall that we have closer to home here. But uh, you picked a good one, and uh, I hope hope it comes back and does well for you. It certainly should. Okay, great. Well, thanks a lot. Have a great Thank day. You. 
You do the same. I appreciate the call. All right, uh, let's go ahead and talk to Victor. Good morning, Victor. Good morning, Bob. How are you doing? I'm off to a good start. It's going to be a beautiful day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My son called me and asked me a question that I did not have an answer. I said, let me call the expert on this, okay? <laughs> I'll give it a try. <laughs> All right, sir. He has uh, zoysia grass, and he has been cutting it for the highest on his lawnmower because of the summer. You know, it still gets so hot. And now he wants to put some um, winter rye. Now, would he has to cut it lower because the winter rye only goes up to two to three inches. Well, that's assuming he gets the good winter rye. If he just goes out and just grabs something that says winter rye, he might get the Oregon rye that wants to grow 18 inches tall, and it's the nastiest stuff out there. Uh, if he gets one of the good ones, they call them perennial rye, but they're really not. They're going to die out in the heat of the summer. But the dwarf right. rye grasses should rarely, if ever, need mowing. And um, I like leaving things a little shaggy even in the winter months, uh, just because it offers a little extra insulation if we do get especially cold. Now, uh, here's the thing about overseeding, and uh, this is true of just about every grass, but it's especially true of zoysia. Tell him not to do it too heavily. Our standard for seeding uh, ryegrass onto bare ground is like one pound per 50 square feet. But when he's going to be overseeding another grass and doesn't want to make it too dense, it's going to be more like a pound per 100, 150, even 200 square feet. He wants to plant enough of it that he'll have the benefit of a green lawn. But if he goes as heavily as he would on bare soil, uh, it's going to be hard on his oysia. Okay, okay. Wow. Uh, he was he was going to get some of that top flight. Top flight's the best one on the market, in my opinion. Unfortunately, they just almost doubled the price on it. The grower did. I don't. I guess too much. Too many of us bought too much of it because it's so good. And and seriously, there was like an eighty percent price increase this year over last year. And I haven't heard what they're blaming it on yet. But everybody's always got an excuse. But if you're not planting too much of it, it's still uh, it's still the best one going, in my opinion. Okay, so he can still put that top flight on and, and yeah. just, you know, overseed it? Yeah, just overseed it, but just tell him not to put it on too heavily. Put it on about a third as heavy as he would if you were planting it on bare soil. It'll still look good, but it won't damage his oysia. Okay, and leave it, leave it uh, the way it is, cutting it real high, or so you just cut it a little lower? I would, leave it, I would leave it high, but, you know, two, two and a half inches. You don't need to leave it six inches high, but I'd, I'd be mowing it, uh, you know, two, two and a half inches height through the winter months. Okay, awesome. All right, sir, thank you very much. I appreciate it. My pleasure, Victor. I appreciate the call this morning. Thank you, sir. All right, let's take a quick break here. Uh, Robbie will be up next, and then Sylvia. I get to talk about the freeze miser. And, uh, you know, that's just so much fun. Uh, the freeze miser is just one of the most incredible things that's ever been invented. And it's, uh, it, it's a device that you can put on your hydrants so that they don't freeze and break when it gets cold, so the pipes don't freeze and break, so your hose doesn't freeze up. Now, the hose is up to 75 feet long, not, not super, super long, but it's a device that has no batteries, no wires, no thermometer in it, just some amazing engineering that allows it to sense when the water temperature in the pipes gets down to 37 degrees. It has nothing to do with air temperature, but when the water in the 
pipe gets close to the point that it might freeze and cause problems, the freeze miser begins dripping automatically. And the colder it gets, the more it drips. They use these things in Michigan and Minnesota and places much colder than us. Let me tell you, they protected all my hydrants, uh, protect all of our hydrants here at Shades of Green, even in last February's super deep freeze. There, it's, just, uh, it's just amazing how they work. You put them on the hydrant, you turn on the water full force, nothing comes out unless the temperature of the water drops down to that 37 degree mark. Now, if you like I am and you want to leave hose on one, on the hydrant all winter long, I just put a little Y connector on, put the freeze miser on one half of the Y, leave my hose on the other, and just use that little uh, valve thing on the, on the Y connector to turn off the water or turn it on and off on the hose when I'm watering with that. It can also be used on water troughs, float valves of all sorts. I tell you, it's a really neat piece of equipment. Go to freezemiser.com to watch it work and find your freeze miser at your favorite hardware store, lawn and garden center, nursery, or farm and ranch store. You will not find them in the box stores, but independent merchants, that's where you're going to find the freeze miser. It's the freeze miser, and it works. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a speed bump. Did you hear what I said? I'm a speed bump. And if you have cut-rate car insurance, the cost to reattach your muffler could really be a bump in the road. So switch to Allstate, save money, and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Are you looking for the perfect piece of pottery for your home or business? Remember Just Pots in San Antonio. We sell a wide assortment of high-quality, beautiful, Vietnamese-glazed and Italian terracotta pottery. At Just Pots, you'll find handmade, one-of-a-kind pots perfect for indoor and outdoor use. Vivid colors in all shapes and sizes, great for gardening, landscaping, or for adding color to your home. All of our pots are made with long-lasting clay that is frost-proof, fade-resistant, and won't crumble. At Just Pots, we offer volume discounts to the public and wholesalers with delivery options available. This Friday through Sunday, save 10% off all Vietnamese terracotta pots at Just Pots. With over 20,000 pots, check out Just Pots. Just Pots is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sundays, 10 a.m. to 5. Located at 17115 Redland Road, just inside Loop 1604. Visit JustPots.com and follow Just Pots on Facebook and Instagram. You don't get to be the league's all-time leading rusher without feeling some pain. Pro football legend Emmett Smith knows joint pain, and he also knows the old treatments aren't the only treatments. Today, there's a natural alternative to drugs and surgery. It's biologic therapies from QC Kinetics. I'm talking regenerative solutions that encourage your body to heal and repair itself. Do you have pain in your hips, knees, shoulder, lower back? Want to get your life back? The local medical professionals at QC Kinetics can help. Call to learn more about this exciting natural way to deal with chronic joint pain. Don't put it off. Call QC Kinetics. Restorative regenerative solutions with no downtime and lasting results. Don't let your joint pain keep you from doing the things you love. There's a new natural solution that patients are raving about. QC Kinetics. Make the call to QC Kinetics. Tell them Emmett Smith sent you. Call QC Kinetics. 210-571-0318. That's 210-571-0318. QC Kinetics. 571 571- 0318. Hundreds of thousands of people have said goodbye to their overpriced Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile plans and switched to Pure Talk on the same great 5G coverage as one of those carriers. Get unlimited talk. 
text, and six gigs of data for just $30 a month. The average family is saving over $800 a year. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say half off, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250, say half off. South Texas Gardening with Bob Webster is on the air. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. All right, back to gardening. It's going to be uh, Robbie and Sylvia and Larry and Cliff. Robbie's up first. Good morning, Robbie. Good morning. How you doing? Off to a good start. It's a beautiful Sunday out there and uh, just a wonderful time of year. Yes, yeah, I'm sitting on my back porch, and I'm looking at about eight deer. <laughs> Munching on your landscape or just passing through? No, they. I have about seven acres, and they hang out around here. Okay. Well, tell them they better they better watch their ways. That uh, that that venison season is is here for the bow hunters already, and it'll be here for the rifle hunters pretty soon. So I guess they they found a little sanctuary where you are. Yes, I have a couple of questions for you on on the rose bushes. When yes. is the best time to trim them back? Well, keep in mind that um, your climbers we rarely prune at all, other than to take uh, dead wood out. Bush roses, there is no mandate that says you have to prune them. Pruning them can give you more. It's a climbing rose bush. I'm sorry? It's a climbing rose bush. A climber, um, again, they're different from bush roses. Climbing roses, most of them bloom on wood that grew the previous season. So while most people are out pruning their bush roses in February, don't prune your climbers. You won't have any flowers. Your climbers, you should let them go until they have done their spring blooming and then prune them immediately afterwards. So uh, you're, you're off the hook as far as pruning until probably about May or so. Uh, again, take out deadwood anytime you see it. But climbing roses, no, should not be pruned in the fall or you'll be taken away all of next spring's flowers. Okay. How far back can I cut them? You can cut them as far back as you want to, but typically we want climbers to be bigger plants. So, and again, with a climber, you're not pruning to maintain the bigger. Now, some of the hybrid roses, uh, they cut, you cut back as much as two-thirds to keep them vigorous and producing big flowers. But with your climbers, the only reason to prune them is to shape them. You're not really doing the plant any big advantage by pruning it. Oh, okay. And when is the best time to trim an oak tree? You can do it 365 days a year, but uh, are we talking live oaks? What kind of oaks are we talking? It's a live oak. It's a, like 200-year-old okay. uh, yeah. oak tree. Again, people give you all this BS about, oh, we have to prune during the cold weather. Uh, no, you can prune a live oak anytime it needs to be pruned, but in my opinion, it is mandatory no matter how big the wound is, no matter what time of year you do it, the wound needs to be sealed. It doesn't have to be pruning paint because we're all we're doing is discouraging the little beetles that could potentially be carrying the oak wilt disease. So uh, it only has to stay covered for 8 to 10 days in most cases. So uh, latex paint, a lot of uh, tree pruners actually prefer that these days. You could use shellac. You could use nail polish. You could use anything that just simply would keep that wound covered. But but uh, there's really not a, wrong, a right and wrong time. 
Uh, people will tell you that they are less likely to get oak wilt uh, in the cold months because the insects aren't active, and that may be true in Illinois. But in Texas, I've seen too many times where it was 30 degrees one day and 75 degrees the next. So I'm a prune every wound every time, regardless of the time of year. Okay. And when is the best time to plant uh, a tree? Uh, five years ago. I know. <laughs> the, the second best time is today. Now, if you had to pick the two best months of the year for planting trees, uh, and this applies to woody trees, palm trees, if you're planting them out of a container, you can do it 365 days a year. But palm trees, you have to plant in the heat of the summer if you're using uh, uh, dug trees. But um, the, the probably two best months are October, November, because in most years, the summer is much more stressful to the trees than the winter is. And when we plant in the fall, it gives the trees a maximum amount of time to become established before that stressful summer weather hits. So we're right in we're right into the very best time of year to be planting uh, woody trees of all sorts. Would you recommend a good nursery to buy one from? Um, how big a tree are you looking for? I don't know. <laughs> okay, maybe I should say how much money do you want to spend? You know, most most independent retailers who I'm going to be referring you to every chance I get would include places like Fanix and Rainbow Gardens. We sell a lot of trees here at Shades of Green, but most of your independent retailers can't handle super big trees. No, I don't want anything. So, yeah, most of us, uh, we carry 15-gallon trees, which are 8, 10, sometimes 12 feet tall. If you're looking for a bigger tree, you're probably going to have to go with one of the bigger nurseries or landscape services, Maldonados, or somewhere like that. Just be sure you get a guarantee if you're planting a bigger tree. And, um, uh, again, be sure that in a bigger tree or a tree in a bigger container uh, that the roots are pruned, uh, that you take out any circling or girdling roots. But uh, all you're buying is time. But some people want to have a big tree the day it's planted. Some people are willing to give it a little bit of time to grow. So that choice is yours. The place to not buy them is Lowe's or Home Depot or a box store like that. Um, if you want to hold on, Robbie, we can talk a little bit more, but I've got to go to news. This is KTSA Radio in beautiful Chile, San Antonio, Texas. From ABC News, I'm Mark Remillard. 17 U.S. missionaries missing in Haiti, suspected to be kidnapped by a local gang as the country is in the midst of political and economic crisis. ABC's Mary Alice Parks with reaction from the White House. This is just a nightmare situation, so delicate. The national security team directing us to a very brief comment from the State Department. They just said that the welfare and safety of U.S. citizens abroad is one of their highest priorities. They are aware of the reports. The State Department has not provided any more information. Chicago's vaccine mandate for public employees is set to take effect Monday, and, and the city appears to be preparing to send some police officers home. ABC 7 has obtained a new internal Chicago Police Department memo telling officers that until further notice, the use of elective time by sworn CPD members is restricted. A top command-level source confirming the details of this memo, 15th Ward Alderman Raymond Lopez believes CPD is preparing for the unknown. Yesterday marked the deadline for city workers to report their vaccine status, but so far it's unclear how many have defied the order from Mayor Lori Lightfoot. ABC's Jesse Kirsch. 
A strike averted in Hollywood. A deal has been reached between representatives of the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees and Production Companies, avoiding a walk-off by some 60,000 workers in Hollywood and across the U.S. Union members must still approve the deal. Just days after being given life in prison for murder, real estate heir Robert Durst is said to have COVID-19. Multiple reports say Durst is on a ventilator. During his sentencing several days ago, he sat slumped down in a wheelchair with a mask below his nose at times, his hair unbrushed. Records show Durst was admitted to L.A. County USC Medical Center on Friday night. ABC's Alex Stone, former President Bill Clinton, expect to be released from a hospital today as he's been recovering from an infection. You're listening to ABC News. Ad paid for by CompleteCar.com. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to the COVID crisis, we are announcing a low-cost extended service plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay nothing for auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay nothing for auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800. 549-1985 now. Drivers who are covered by this auto protection will not have to pay for a covered repair bill again. This auto coverage is at an all-time low, much lower than what dealerships are charging. Additionally, drivers who activate this auto coverage today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and free rental car at no additional cost. Call for your free quick quote today. 800-549-1985. 800-549-1985. What do you have to lose? Again, 800-549-1985. 1985. All right, just said more gardening. <clears throat> Let's talk for a minute about our friends at the Tank Depot. Again, they're closed uh, today, closed most weekends, but you can always go visit them during the week if you would like. They're over on Southeast Loop 410, just south of Rigsby Avenue. And if you are looking for a tank for any purpose, Tank Depot is the place you should be looking because they specialize in the top highest quality tanks out there at the very best prices big tanks yes they can also even arrange delivery on them because they carry a lot of uh, big rainwater tanks especially not just rainwater though it's uh, open top tanks bait tanks storage tanks transfer tanks all types of all types of tanks and a huge wide selection of rainwater catchment tanks many of which don't even look like tanks it's uh, rainwater's just gotten to be so popular and so smart you know, I, I look at, uh, for every average home, about 3,000 square feet of roof, every time you get a rain, you could collect over 2,000 gallons of water for every inch of rain that falls. And just think how much money you're going to save to not be giving that money to saws. Think how free you're going to be to use that water as you see fit. You don't have to pay any attention to drought rules or anything else. It's your water. You've just got to have quality tanks to store it in. Tank Depot will also help you with the accessories you need. They'll help you get your rainwater system set up. They don't do gutters, but they do just about everything else. Check them out online today. They're at tank-depot, D-E-P-O-T, tank-depot.com. One thing that seems to always make a dramatic statement in any kitchen is cabinets. I'm Giovanni, owner of Kitchen Designs by Giovanni, and I've designed thousands of amazing kitchens and bathrooms. There's something charming about new cabinets that makes every kitchen pop, and we have them built every day at Kitchen Designs by Giovanni. Locally made, gorgeous all-wood cabinets with soft-closing doors and drawers, fully adjustable shelves, and lots of popular sizes and styles. And the best part, with Kitchen Designs, you don't have to wait. Your cabinets are made right here in Military City, USA, San Antonio, 
That means there's never a long wait time. Your remodeling project will be on schedule without long supply chain problems. I'm Giovanni, owner of Kitchen Designs by Giovanni. My team and I love remodeling kitchens and bathrooms, and I'm honored to come to your home or meet you at our showroom off Nakoma and 281. Whether it's a big remodeling project or a small kitchen facelift, you will love the results. Call us at 210-460-0113 or kitchendesignsbygiovanni.com. South Texas Gardening with Bob Webster is on the air. Talk to Bob now. 210-599-5555. All right. Back to uh, a very, very beautiful morning here in South Texas. Uh, Chris, is Robbie still holding? All right. Uh, that's where we're going to start. Uh, Robbie, and then it'll be Sylvia and Larry and Cliff. Good morning again, Robbie. Well, when we plant the tree, does the hoe need to be twice the size? or how no, big of a hoe absolutely not uh, i the most important thing is don't dig the hole any deeper than the root ball of the tree because everybody okay. says oh well, i'll pack the soil when i put it in the bottom of the hole uh-uh anytime yeah. you dig the hole deeper that tree's going to wind up sinking and it's going to end up too low in the ground and i am not one to dig a big hole and put super good soil around the tree because the tree doesn't have any reason to put its roots out behind beyond that that area i mean it's just like growing a tree in a big pot uh, unless you're in just absolutely horrible soil i believe in just uh you know digging dig a dig a square hole or an angular hole because uh in a round hole the roots just want to circle uh in a square hole rectangular hole whatever when the root hits a corner then it takes off in the surrounding soil which is what you want uh if your soil if you if you don't have enough soil taken out of the hole to finish filling it back in then just get a simple garden soil but uh you know if you make that tree too comfortable it's going to not really spread its root system out the way you want it to okay uh but when i did the square i mean does it need to be very not much bigger than what the pot is exactly exactly okay okay got that and on the middle grass i know it's the wrong time of year to plant uh, in in the spring, like April or May. Bermuda grass is a hot weather grass if you're planting it from seed. Uh, now you can find Bermuda sod. Uh, in fact, uh, you know things like Tiff Bermuda are only sold as sod, but even common Bermuda can be purchased as sod, and you can plant that 365 days a year. But just like spinach and leafy greens have to have cool weather for the seed to germinate, uh, Bermuda seed has to have warm weather or hot weather and hot soil to germinate well. So we just have to watch the weather, not the calendar. And typically, you're safe to plant in May. I've seen years when it got really hot in April, but I've seen years that it really didn't warm up till after Mother's Day. So uh, if you're going to do it from seed, you need to wait. If you're in a hurry to get Bermuda down, uh, find, a, find a dealer that handles quality sod and you can plant it today. Okay. I have too much acres. <laughs> I understand that, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, again, are you looking to plant coastal or are you looking to plant uh, just common Bermuda? What's the difference? Well, coastal is what is normally grown uh, as forage for cattle and other grazing animals. It's frequently baled and sold. It's going to get 10, 12, 14 inches tall. Um, it's way, way too tall to be really a good turf grass. Uh, your turf-type Bermudas are 
And they range everywhere from the little, very, very short one like they use on golf courses that they call TIFF, T-I-F-F, or TIFF Green. Uh, common Bermuda is going to average, if you don't mow it, it'll get four or five inches tall. But it's the least expensive and probably the most widely planted Bermuda. And then there are some select forms of Common Bermuda. Uh, see, there's Riviera, there's Blackjack. Uh, you would get that kind of seed from Douglas King Seed or a really good seed provider. And it's just, it's a little more compact and a little bit denser in its growth habit. But, um, and, and I don't know if Dean still does over Douglas King Seed. For a lot of years in the spring, he would have some big metal bins and he would have the different varieties of Bermuda planted in there so that you could actually see the difference. But if you're just looking for a big yard and want to do it at an economical price, uh, you're just looking for common Bermuda seed. You're going to plant about one pound of seed per thousand square feet of ground. Okay, and on the ryegrass, I heard that other gentleman talking to you about it. Um, it's, it's, I have a lot of clover in this one area. Do I need to get rid of the clover before I plant the ryegrass? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Clover is your friend. Uh, Clover is telling you something you don't want to hear, and that is that your soil is not too good because clover yeah. will grow in... It will grow in soil that's, you know, too heavy, too tight. It'll grow where nothing else will grow. And clover actually improves the, what we call the tilth, the texture of the soil. And it actually absorbs, well, it's not the clover, but the clover has little nodules on its roots that are filled with a bacteria that can take nitrogen from the air and convert it into nitrogen fertilizer for your plants. So uh, uh, clover is a good thing. But it's uh, it's telling you that your soil is maybe a little bit too compact. Uh, I love the story. Old Malcolm Beck, uh, he planted something called Hubam clover one year in an area of very, very poor soil. That clover grew six feet tall. Uh, the seed for that variety was pretty expensive. And, boy, Malcolm got just dollar signs in his eyes because he thought he was going to do really, really well in growing and collecting the seed. The next year he planted it, and it only grew about a foot tall because even in a single season it had improved the quality of its so of his soil to where the other grasses were going to be much more dominant so don't worry about clover it's not a problem okay all right that's all my questions i appreciate all your appreciate you sharing all your valuable knowledge it is my great pleasure to do so robbie i appreciate your call this morning you have a wonderful weekend oh, you too. thank you thank you ah next up is sylvia good morning sylvia good morning how are you off to a good start. How about you today? I'm wonderful. I'm loving this weather. <laughs> it's uh, it's great temperature. You know, I don't mind if you have to cover up a little bit after the. And this wasn't a bad summer, but toward the end of the summer, you know, it was it was pretty sweaty weather. But this kind of morning, oh, you have yeah. to put on long sleeves and sit out with that cup of coffee or tea and just enjoy the morning. Yes, sir. Okay, I have uh, three que three questions, well, two questions, one comment. Okay, for your Phalaenopsis uh, orchids, what is the best fertilizer to use? We just use Hastagrow. Uh, we used to okay. produce 30,000 30, plants a year, which is a whole other story, but uh, Hastagrow has every Hastagrow plant 
has everything in it you need. What I do personally, I have a greenhouse is mainly orchids, uh, Phalaenopsis and others, but I actually alternate. Medina has a, another great new fertilizer out that's called their fish blend fertilizer. I use Hester Grow okay. plant one time, I use a fish blend the next time, and the results are just outstanding. If you just want to buy one, I'd probably just buy the Hester Grow plant. Very good. Okay, so um, to do to take care of sugars, what do you do? Nematodes, or how do you handle those? Um, sugars are, you know, there's a bunch. I call them a pain in the grass. Uh, the best thing to suppress sugars that we've ever found is cedar oil. I suspect some of your other oh. herbal oils will work, but sugars are actually mites. They're not insects. Uh, beneficial uh -huh. nematodes can't really climb up on the grasses where the sugars are. But I uh, had a friend, uh, unfortunately, he's passed away, but he managed Little League baseball fields uh, up in the Bandera area. And Bodie was spraying mm -hmm. his fields like three times through a whole summer. And uh, his kids and, you know, kids playing Little League ball, they're going to be sliding around in the grass and everywhere else. And uh, his, his kids had no problems whatsoever with sugars. And you can buy it. You're probably going to buy it under the name of uh, Cedar Repel. And uh, it's okay. just liquid you put out. Don't put it out in the very hot part of the day because it is an oil and therefore would have the potential to burn. But Cedar Repel will, uh, I don't know whether it kills them or runs them off, but the good news is they're just not there to bother you. Awesome. Okay, and uh, one of the comments for the gentleman that just called about the sycamores. Yes. Mauro's is now delivering to the HB at 306 and I-35 in New Braunfels. And okay. Glenn over there will order anything he wants. Oh, so really? Yeah, I guess and, yeah. yeah, he was. Yes, and they're uh, very well priced. Yeah, he was somewhere up towards San Angelo. So that may be a little long oh. drive for him, but uh, I appreciate you sharing oh. that with us. And uh, um, okay. I, I would check. You know, we're talking things that take a forklift to move. And uh, uh, so that uh, I, I suspect, like you say, they would do it by special order only. But they're yes, right yes. around the corner from where a lot of their trees are grown. They grow some of them down in South Texas at Peerless Farms. But uh, anyway, it's oh, wow. uh, it's uh, they're a big grower, and they do a very good job of it. They do. Okay, darling, that's all I have. Have a wonderful day. You have a wonderful day as well, Sylvia. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. All right, let's get a break done, and then it'll be Larry and Cliff, and right on through the list, I get to talk about Southwest Metal Roofing Systems and uh, – it's just hardly a week goes by that I'm not talking to somebody and buying a plant because the roofers tore up their shrubbery when they replaced their roof one more time. Most recently, a lot of old shingle roofs were damaged by the hard freeze that we had back in February. Before that, it was the hailstorm. Before that, it was a tornado that came through parts of uh, northeast San Antonio. Why don't you stop worrying about weather? Why don't you get a Southwest Metal Roofing Systems roof on your home, and you won't have to worry about the weather. Here at Shades of Green, our Southwest Metal Roofing Systems roof had hail as big as baseballs without any damage. Uh, if you got up really, really, really close with the magnifying glass, you might find a little dimple here and there but from more than 12 inches away, you're not going to see it. Uh, my Southwest Metal Roofing Systems roof up in Bernie, I mean, it's been through high winds, a tornado that passed way too close for comfort, and just everything Mother Nature throws at it. Southwest Metal Roofing roofs are extremely reasonably priced, too, as well. Uh, 
I insisted that we put that roof on our new groundwater district office we built a couple of years ago. The builder and the architect both said, oh, that would be way too expensive. I said, well, check it out. Both of them called me back and said, wow, I did not know that a quality roof could be so reasonable. And Southwest Metal Roofing Systems has lots of choices. When it comes to colors, I have a red roof on my home. Uh, when it comes to styles, if you don't like the look of standing seam, they have the same metal in a form that looks exactly like ceramic tile or slate or shake shingles. Plus, you're going to get a discount on your homeowner's insurance. I got 2% off uh, insurance on, on my policy because I had a Southwest Metal Roofing Systems roof. You're going to save money on your energy bills every month. I just don't know why people would go anywhere else. I always go and send my friends to Southwest Metal Roofing Systems. Learn more, give them a call, 210-822-6868. That's 210-822-6868 for Southwest Metal Roofing Systems. Don't go through the fall months with that joint pain. Call QC Kinetics now. Regenerative solutions are here, bringing lasting relief from joint pain with no downtime, no surgery, and no steroids. QC Kinetics uses natural biologic therapies that restore and repair damaged tissue in your knees, your shoulders, and your hips and back. Patients here are raving about the results. Hey, it's Sean. Listen, you don't have to live with that chronic pain. And don't think surgery is your only option. Call QC Kinetics now. Learn about these exciting natural alternatives. Hey, you've heard football legend Emmett Smith talk about QC Kinetics. It's time to see what this is all about. Fall is the time to enjoy life to the fullest. Act now. Restorative, regenerative therapies are available here. And the in-office consultation is free. Locations are in Hollywood Park and Westover Hills. Call QC Kinetics, 210-571-0318. Non-surgical joint pain relief, 210-571-0318. That's 210-571-0318. The window guy is a genius. I got three Fs. F's aren't good, brother. A's are good. You are so wrong, Giovanni. F's are great at precision windows and outdoor living, and F stands for few. When customers call for new Energy Star rated windows, they can choose to replace all their home windows at once or a few at a time. No pressure, just helpful advice and top quality windows. And F is for financing at precision windows, new windows, party plank siding, and even a patio cover are affordable with easy financing financing options and the best part precision windows is not a franchise we carry multiple window brands styles and colors not just one a local family business with the best options and outstanding service you see giovanni an f is a great score i don't mean to brag but it's obvious i'm the phenomenal brother eddie phenomenal starts with the p precision windows and outdoor living 210-524-0023 the folks at Airtron Heating and Air Conditioning can make your home more comfortable with a brand new furnace and air conditioner from Carrier. Turn to the experts. You can expect more even temperatures throughout your home and reduce energy bills. Plus, indoor air quality products can keep your home's air clear of allergens, bacteria, and even viruses. Visit AirtronSA.com to find out how you can save up to $2,000 off a carrier heating and cooling system. Turn to the experts. The average cost of a furnace repair is more than $350, but Airtron's essential home care plan includes regular tune-ups and safety checkups for your furnace and AC to help prevent costly breakdowns. The Airtron technicians are professional, maintain all social distancing policies, and respect your home and your time. Take control of your home comfort with a furnace and AC made by Carrier. Turn to the experts and installed by Airtron Heating and Air Conditioning. Fast and reliable service. Visit them on the web at AirtronSA.com. License number TACLA 0001802E. 
South Texas Gardening with Bob Webster. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right, back to gardening on a beautiful morning is going to be Larry and Cliff and Marco and Dennis. And Larry's up first. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Say, uh, we've got a south-facing house with about three or four steps up to a porch. Okay. And on each side of the of the steps is a, an area where I've planted some junipers. And, you know, they've overwhelmed me. You know, I can't cut them back fast enough. Right. And I'm wondering whether an Arizona look. cypress would be the thing to put in there. Oh, Arizona cypress is going to get bigger than anything you have there. Now, Arizona cypress is going to make a huge plant. Um, yeah, I probably long term would not be looking at anything in that in that family of plants just because uh, most of them are going to be too big and all of them are ultimately going to have problems with uh, diplodia twig dieback and you know various mites and things like that um, mm -hmm. how tall and how wide would you like to have in that spot well maybe maybe 10 feet and uh uh, five feet wide. Okay. I would look at a plant, uh, something like uh, Pride of Houston Yopon Holly. going to give you beautiful red berries in the winter months. It's an evergreen plant uh, that simply gets no diseases or insects that I have ever found. Uh, we've got one here at the nursery that's probably, and it's trimmed into a tree because we can't give up that much ground space, but it's probably, it's full grown, it's probably 12, 14 feet tall, but it would be easily maintained at 10 feet, and that would be one of the most trouble-free plants you could plant. Uh, Pride of Houston, Yopon Holly. Is that yes. evergreen? or? Yes, yes, absolutely uh -huh. evergreen and beautiful. It's covered with beautiful red berries. When they start to ferment in the winter, the cedar waxwings and other birds will come in and clean them up. So you don't ever have berries on the ground either because the birds eat them all. Uh, uh -huh. you, could, you could grow a mountain laurel in that area. And with just a light bit of pruning, mountain laurel will be beautiful and give you all the fragrant purple flowers in the, uh, in the spring of the year. Uh, there is a, uh, and of course it's evergreen, there's an evergreen plant called abelia, A-B-E-L-I-A. -E there's some compact forms, but the standard abelia, which I have some of around my house, are probably planted 80 or 90 years ago, and they're still doing fine. But it blooms uh, all summer with white flowers, the butterflies and the hummingbirds love it. Not quite uh -huh. as dense, but uh, it, it will have shorier flowers than most of the other things you could plant in that area. And those are all evergreens that would certainly achieve that size. Uh, if you are a chef and enjoy, you know, cooking with uh, fresh ingredients, you can plant a bay laurel there. Uh, bay laurel is B-A-Y. Uh, B-A-Y. Uh, same bay that you buy in the grocery store botanically it's called laurelus nobilis but it's a beautiful dark evergreen shrub uh, you have to prune it about once a year but it'd be very dense and like i say it uh, by the time it's 10 feet tall uh, according to heb prices it'd have about ten thousand dollars <laughs> worth of leaves on it <laughs> and uh, but uh, bay laurel and, and they can be tim pruned into a topiary if you would prefer but uh, uh -huh. there, there are lots of choices that I think would be better than Arizona cypress. I'm, well, I'm, I'm, the Arizona cypress is dead wrong, I'm telling you, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
Well, you've given me four good choices. I can. I'm going to look them up. And you've, where where can I get all of these? I live in Marble Falls. Yeah, um, up Back that way. May have to go up to Barton Springs Nursery in Austin or somewhere like that. I don't know. You've got Backbone Nursery up there not too far from you. They could probably get them for you. They specialize so much in natives, and, of course, Mount Laurel is native. But these are all hardy, hardy plants that uh, mm-hmm. that you might find there. But um, Or, you know, uh, most of your better nurseries in San Antonio are going to keep them in stock. There are other choices. People might want to sell you viburnums. I think they're just going to get a little too wide. Um, the old Nandina will grow that tall, but it will be bare-legged. Uh, Pittosporum will grow that tall, but it, again, would be wider than you want. Those, those are all pretty upright and I think would uh, meet your requirements for size and space and uh, would be very happy in that southern sun. And south-facing. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, Bob, thanks a million. Always Enjoy a your show. Well, I appreciate the call and enjoy talking to you. I appreciate it, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, let's keep going here. And next up is going to be Cliff. Good morning, Cliff. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Glad to talk to you. Nice, cool day we got here. Oh, it's a beautiful day out there. Just got a couple of quickies. I just wonder if it's uh, time for... To scatter some uh, poppy seed around. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you can go ahead and plant any time. You've got about 30 days still of good time to plant. Uh, California poppies you can plant even a little bit later, but your uh, Icelandic poppies, your Oriental poppies, uh, be a good time to get that seed out. Okay. How about Crawford lettuce? You're fine on, on lettuces now. Okay. I notice uh, purple fountain grass going to seed, and of course I'm looking at that and wondering: is it possible to to uh, capture that seed and and grow a plant from that? I don't know anyone who does. Um, <laughs> I think you would probably get a lot of variation, and most of them probably would not be purple. Um, most most of that stuff you can you can actually divide the plants if you want yes. to now yeah. it's it's a plant that it's in a real cold winter it's going to freeze and die and a fairly cold winter it's going to freeze down and come back up and a mild winter it's not going to freeze at all so be thinking about how how much you want to protect it uh, how how sure you want to be that it comes back next spring but i, I think you do a lot better taking some little divisions of it, then you would be trying to collect the seed. Yeah, I, I realize you could do that. I, uh, the ones that I have, I have a half a dozen or so growing around, but they all survived the uh, the last winter here. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, uh, well, I just, it was just a thought of I'd grab a handful of those and throw them out if I'd have a, have a field of... Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of a lot of different uh, <laughs> ornamental grasses that that would work. The miscanthus grasses, the uh, oh golly, there there are lots of them that you could do that with. But uh, purple fountain grasses of Penicetum that again you would get some growth, but I don't think a real high percentage of them would come back purple. Okay. Um, and if you're ever looking for something that's a little prettier even than your standard purple fountain grass, there's one called Fireworks that uh, has uh, oh, sort of pink and purple and about four different shades of pink in it. doesn't get quite as big as a standard purple fountain grass, but if you're looking for a little variety, give that one a shot sometime. It's, it's a really beautiful plant that's not widely enough grown. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. That's all I have today. 
Very good. Well, you get out and have a good Sunday. I appreciate Thanks the for call. Your help. Appreciate Always it. Always a pleasure. Thank you and goodbye. All right, let's get a break out of the way here, and uh, looks like it's time for me to talk about uh, Green Grow Organics, and uh, that's always a pleasure because just hardly a day goes by that somebody's not in here praising the, you know, the work of Sam Sitterly and his crews, and they're not the people that are necessarily going to do all the work for you, although they will do fertilizer application, they do compost tea application, they do the things that it takes to keep your to keep your environment healthy, so to speak. That's what they're big into, and that's why they've been 100% organic. Uh, they've been doing this for 30 years, so really, really know what they're doing. Uh, they they work, like I say, they will actually do work, or they'll just simply do the consulting and let you do the work, but they'll sure help you understand what's going on in your landscape. And there are a lot of people of one yard of the month, a lot of people who get bragging rights to having the prettiest yard in the neighborhood because of the help that Sam and his crews have given them. Go to their website. It's Green Grow, G-R-O-W, spelled out, GreenGrowOrganics.com. Take a look at it. Take a look at all the beautiful places that Sam has helped with. If you think it's right for you, call him for a consultation. Be sure you understand any charges up front, but uh, they'll help you, or they will just simply show you how to help yourself. Sam Sitterly, Green Grow Organics. Is your bathroom looking old and worn out? Want to update it, but you don't know where to start? Then let BCI Bath & Shower show you how to turn that old bath into an aisle of beauty and functionality. Our residential bathroom solutions provide the best value on the market, and our customer service is second to none. Our cost-effective BCI Bath & Shower family of products has what you need. Remodeling our bathroom was a big decision for us. They didn't make a mess out of our house at all. And at the end of the day, we had a beautiful new bathroom. And it was a great experience the whole way through. We have the best monthly payment programs in the industry with payments as low as $68 per month or no interest, no payments for 18 months. That's right. Get the bathroom of your dreams now and pay for it in 2022. Call 1-800-449-1387 for a free no-obligation price quote. That's 1-800-449-1387. When you want quality bathroom products at a great price, it's got to be BCI Bath & Shower. That's 1-800-449-1387. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress... But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our weekend special. Save up to $800 on Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds. Plus special financing. Ends Monday. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Marcus by Goldman Sachs offers personal loans with no fees. Ever. Banks offer coffee. So what's more important, a Marcus by Goldman Sachs loan with no fees that could help consolidate debt or bank coffee that tastes like bank coffee? You can money. Visit Marcus.com to learn more about saving, borrowing, and investing from Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Investing involves risk and investments may lose value. Brokerage and investment advisory services by Goldman Sachs and Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Lending and deposits products provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. Hey, it's Sean. You know, I love talking about my Alamo water softer systems. I have two of them in my home, and they've been there for three years, providing the best quality water for my family and me. And it's been a real pleasure not having to worry about those bottled waters and making sure you got plenty of bottled water. Don't have to worry about that anymore with my Alamo water softer systems. And right now, they got something really cool going on. Whether you have a newly built home or an older home, Alamo water softeners has a water treatment bundle with special pricing to give your home the highest quality water treatment available. 
Choose from several bundles, including the Premier Whole Home Bundle. Get a free standard gas or electric water heater when you purchase a select top-of-the-line water softener, a plus-one filter, and a reverse osmosis system while supplies last. So call or make an online appointment today with one of Alamo Water Softener's Whole Home Specialists for a free water analysis and recommendations customized for your home. Look them up online at alamowatersofteners.com. That's alamowatersofteners.com. Panera believes in saying yes. Yes to clean, fresh ingredients. Yes to the new chicken sausage and pepperoni flatbread topped with rich mozzarella. Yes to delicious mac and cheese. Yes to putting it on a sandwich, creating the grilled mac and cheese sandwich. And yes to impromptu road trips to Sandwich, Illinois. Because that's living life to the flavor fullest. Get $1 delivery when you order on our app. Panera, live your yes. Pricing and product availability may vary. Visit PaneraBread.com. Finding the right Medicare plan may feel impossible, but now it's anything but. With Walgreens Find RX coverage tool, you can compare plans online, over the phone, or in person, making Medicare easier than ever. Easier than picking which true crime doc to watch, figuring out that Wi-Fi password, or putting the duvet cover back on. So if you can do those things, with Find RX coverage, you can definitely Medicare. Find the plan that's right for you by visiting walgreens.com/medicare. South Texas Gardening with Bob Webster is on the air. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. All right, back to gardening and straight back to the phone lines. Uh, looks like it's going to be Marco and Dennis and Wendy and Robbie. Good morning, Marco. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Off to a good start. How about you today? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, my question is, uh, we just built a concrete planter. Uh, it's kind of horseshoe shape, but in total, it's about 20 feet long, uh, about a foot wide only, and then about three feet deep. Um, okay. My question is, in waterproofing that planter, I, I, I'm familiar with a rubber membrane that you can kind of put in there or paint on there. But mm -hmm. beyond that, is there a film or um, like a plastic, uh, I don't know, board or something or other that you could recommend uh, to waterproof that planter? And why do you want to waterproof it? Because it's concrete. I'm just worried that it's, you know, water's eventually going to seep into that concrete. There's still kind of some, um, I don't know, divots in the inside of, of that planter in, in the okay. concrete. Okay. And you do have some holes in the bottom for drainage, right? It, it, yeah, it goes straight into the ground. Okay. Um, there, uh, call, there's a neat company out on I-10 uh, East as you head over towards the game called Water Garden Gems, G-E-M-S. And they make, it's a two-part, it's like an epoxy compound. Um, it's actually mixed with uh, uh, isopropyl alcohol and then these two things you mix together. And it, uh, it's what they use, it's totally safe for, you know, plants and fish and everything else, but it's what they use for sealing, you know, little cracks uh, in, in uh, concrete troughs and fountains and things like that. And I think that's probably going to be the most durable thing that you will find. And uh, matter of fact, I've got, I've got a, uh, it comes in a, a box with the two different materials in it. I've got a box sitting here right under my desk waiting for me to get out and do that with our uh, concrete uh, uh, pond, in effect, that we have here. Now, in our case, we're going to fill it back up with water. Uh, but if you're looking for something that will protect it, you probably want to 
paint both the inside and the outside because uh, uh, outside's not as critical, but if we have a lot of wet weather followed by a hard freeze, uh, you can have problems with it. Inside's far more important, uh, but this is a material you could use one or both places and doesn't look bad. And what is that called again? I, let me, I'm trying to, let's see if my headphone is long enough that I can reach over and pull this out. It's called Pond Shield, S-H-I-E-L-D. And, uh, I, I got it at Water Garden Gyms. Uh, their official address is on Bolton Road, but uh, their entrance is right there off of I-10, about um, six, seven miles uh, east of 1604. Okay, and then uh, second question, being that that planter's um, only a foot wide, uh, mm-hmm. what, um, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a green thumb by any means, but what colorful plants, maybe that'll grow, say, two feet tall, could, could uh, withstand just two feet of, you know, width of dirt. Okay. Well, is now does this plant have a planter have a concrete bottom or is it open to the soil underneath? No, it's open to the soil underneath. So we're going to fill it. Obviously, um, I'm guessing drainage on the very bottom, some rocks, aggregate. Uh, no, just they, just put good soil. Of, don't don't put all the way down. Good soil in there. Uh, okay. How much? What direction does this planter face? How much uh, sun's it going to receive? Uh, probably six to ten. Hours of sun, direct sun. Uh, morning, morning or afternoon sun. Morning sun, morning sun. Okay, different things. If you're if you're looking for color, uh, the uh, what we call the plant we call Laura Petalum. There are some trailing forms of Laura Petalum that are going to get oh no more than eighteen to twenty four inches tall that will kind of trail over the front, and of course it has beautiful purple foliage throughout the year and then has pink blooms in the spring but do get the right variety because a lot of laura petalums are upright and they're going to grow several feet tall but uh, the spreading forms uh, will be low and and spread out and those would do very well for you um there are some varieties of abelia a-b-e-l-i-a uh, that are blooming plants that uh, will uh, you would want the compact form, not not the upright one. But they're they're going to reach about three feet in height. But that would be plenty of soil for them to do well. And uh, they again here we have color from flowers rather than from foliage. There are some nandinas that uh, give you wonderful leaf color in the winter months. Uh, the colder it is, the more colorful they become. They're evergreen, but they have green leaves in the summer and then brilliant orange to kind of crimson leaves. There is one called the compact, which is going to stay three or four feet tall. And then there is a very, very dwarf one called Harbor Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Uh, Harbor Bell is lower growing than that, and again, a real hardy, good plant uh, that has nice, nice, colorful foliage and requires very, very little maintenance. Um, there are, golly, there's some evergreen salvias that you could plant in there, but if you're looking for shrubs, those are the ones that uh, come to mind first. Now, another plant that is uh, that's very attractive, but I'm not going to tell you it's highly colorful, but what we call the prostrate or trailing rosemary. Uh, it has a beautiful gray-green foliage. It will have a little blue-purple flower at certain times of the year, and if you're a person who enjoys cooking, uh, there it's an excellent culinary herb to grow, and this would be an ideal place to plant something like that. And I might think about 
oh, doing something like planting something like the rosemary as a permanent uh, colorful thing, but then leave a little space in between where for the summer months you can plant periwinkles or something like that, maybe even some cyclamen in the winter so that you can have, you know, lots of flowers on a year-round basis. There's just, there's just not an evergreen plant that's going to bloom over a long, long period of time for you. Right, right. Okay, Bob, I think you've answered everything. I appreciate it. You know where to find me if you think of other things, and always happy to help. Appreciate the call. Yes, Thank you, Marco. Ah, next up is Dennis. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Dennis the Menace, as I'm known. <laughs> how, you doing? how you doing this morning? Well, uh, I, I, nothing is very menacing in my life right now, so I'm off to a good okay. start. Well, my wife might disagree with you on that. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I had a, uh, uh, a big old hackberry tree, uh, hackberry tree uh, cut down, down to the ground. And I'm just wondering, I've been thinking about planting either a red oak or a white oak, or what would you suggest? I like, I'm from West Virginia originally, and I like the fall colors. And uh, what would you suggest on that? And what area do you live in? Between West Avenue and Vance Jackson here in San Antonio. Okay. I don't recommend the red oaks because as beautiful as they are, they are highly susceptible to oak wilt. And where we can oh. cure oak wilt in live oaks, uh, red oak, if it gets oak wilt, it folds up and dies in about two weeks' time. So as pretty as they are, uh, the white oaks are going to be a better choice. Now, if you're looking for a big tree, uh, the bur oak is in the white oak group, which makes it pretty much immune to damage from yeah, oak I, wilt. I had one of those... Uh, uh, Planted in uh, 1996 uh-huh. in my backyard. It's uh, it, yeah, and it's, it's huge. It's huge now. The bur oak and makes beautiful big acorns too. Just don't get conked on the head by them. The fastest, <laughs> the fastest, actually the 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 fastest growing of the white oaks is what they call the Monterey oak or Mexican live oak. Some of them suffered some cold damage this year. Not many of them in San Antonio, but up in the hill country, some of them got some damage. But uh, it's still for an evergreen oak. I think the Monterey oak is probably your best choice. Uh, the Monterey a, oak, okay. Yeah, Monterey oak, uh, Quercus polymorph is its name which is the name implies that the leaves may be different shaped on different parts of the tree, but it, it's a fairly fast growing. It's a beautiful oak. There are, um, you know, there, there are lots of other things. Uh, in this part of the world, we can actually grow uh, varieties of crepe myrtles like Basham's Party Pink that will grow 30 feet tall, give you flowers all summer, and they actually have some very pretty fall color. Uh, some of the red varieties like Dynamite and Red Rocket and some of those, their fall color leaf foliage color will rival most any tree. And um, they they would be a, a pretty choice where you're looking for something that's uh, pretty substantially large. We have maples that can grow out in the sun. Uh, they don't get the, the beautiful crimson colors in the fall that uh, you would have on the east coast, especially northeast. But they have a beautiful yellow fall color. If you've ever been up to Lost Maple State Park, uh, that's what they have. It's called a big tooth maple, and it is a beautiful golden yellow tree uh, in the fall. Okay, big tooth. And, I'm sorry. A big big tooth maple. You're big, saying big tooth maple. Yeah, stay away from the uh, from the Japanese maples because they won't grow out in the sun. But uh, okay. for a tree that'll give you a beautiful tree that loves the sun, that will give you some nice fall color, uh, big tooth maple would be a good choice. Another quick question: uh, Could I plant this, plant the uh, the tree about maybe five or six foot from the stump, or would I need to 
uh, get the soup grounded out or taken out. No, you you can plant as close to the stump as you can dig a hole. Over time, that stump's going to rot away. You will end up with a big cavity there that you're going to backfill yeah, the soil. Yeah. Okay. But if you're if you're five feet away, you should be uh, should be no problem at all for you. If you want to speed up the decomposition of the stump, you take uh, just a you know ordinary spade bit, and a half inch, three quarter inch bit on your electric drill. Drill as deeply as you can down into the stump and fill those holes with uh, it's sold sometimes as stump remover what it is is potassium nitrate or saltpeter but uh, right. hackberry is a soft wood and after maybe three months time it's not nearly as long as it would be with a harder wood but uh, it, it converts the wood fiber from cellulose to something we call nitrocellulose and it burns like charcoal it doesn't flame up and you know create a problem but you can put a couple of briquettes on it light and it'll smolder its way down to the ground and you'll be rid of the stump a lot sooner but if you just want to wait and give it some time you know six eight years it will totally rot away stump grinder you know it'll take it down six inches below the surface of the ground but it'll do absolutely nothing to speed up the decomposition and no matter what you do you can't plant on top of the old stump because it's going to rot away and leave a cavity things would sink into long term okay the white oak or the, or the maple would be the, one of the good choices then right those would be very good choices. Okay, um, thank you, Bob. Yeah. Let me let me tell you just a couple of others. Uh, the uh, there there are several kinds of cypress. The uh, Montezuma cypress, and they get they're semi evergreen, but they will get a kind of a ruddy, rusty, ruddy hue to them in the fall, and uh, they're moderate in their growth rate, fairly long lived. They've uh, cored one down in Mexico. Did the little test to count the annual rings and found it was only 2,500 years old. So it's a tree that's going to be around for a while. But it's well, again, another, a cypress what, sir? Uh, it's called a Montezuma cypress. Monte, Montezuma, okay. Mont, Montezuma, like the, uh, you know, the, Montezuma, the ancient okay. chief, Montezuma, M-O-N-T-E-Z-U-M-A. Okay, Montezuma, Montezuma cypress, cypress, okay. And another, another quality tree to look at would be a cedar elm. Cedar elm is also going to have beautiful fall color. Uh, it's a fairly upright tree, but it's a long live tree, and it's an excellent tree for our area and has very few problems. Uh, Cedar uh, elm, stay, okay. Yeah, it's the only elm I would recommend. Lacebark elm and some of the others, Drake's elm, do not do as well here. But Cedar elm, you know, it's going to last 100 years for you if you take care of it. Okay, Bob, well, thanks a lot. I sure appreciate it. You have a nice Sunday, too. Yeah, you do the same, Dennis. Appreciate the call. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, guess we better get our last break of the hour done. Wendy and Robbie will be my next two callers, and uh, I get to talk to you about uh, Dr. Mark Williamson. Oh, what a pleasure it is talking about Dr. Williamson. He's the gentleman that has carried on Dr. Ed Staffel's practice, and Ed, Ed was just one of the best dentists and oral surgeons around, and when he chose, he chose the very best. Dr. Williamson is probably the most widely trained, most proficient dentist out there when it comes to being able to solve virtually any dental problem you have right there in his office. The the dentist of today, they come out of dental school being told they'll send them out for anything more than just cleaning and filling. Dr. Williamson can take care of any oral health issue that you have right there in his office. Extremely skilled, and let me tell you, one of the most personable people you will ever run into. His staff, a friend of mine went over there recently for some uh, relatively complex work, and he said, 
man, I don't know what those people are on, but I've never been in such a happy workplace. It's just it's just a totally different experience when Dr. Williamson is your dentist, whether you just need somebody that will keep your teeth looking good and uh, in good health or whether you have serious problems from things that may have happened in the past. Dr. Williamson is the guy who will take care of it, and he will – it'll just be – it'll be the most pleasurable dental experience you've ever had. I'll put it that way. And uh, just a great guy, but but so, so competent as well. And I'll remind you that uh, first of the year, a lot of, uh, lot of the coverage on your dental plans, uh, your year savings go away. So if you have some serious work that needs to be done, it would be a real good time to talk to Dr. Williamson now and get it set up. Uh, for those of you all who are not comfortable uh, in the dental office, they do sedation dentistry. They practice just about every of the modern dental technique you can imagine. It's just a, it's just a nice place to go. Uh, he's out off Cherry Ridge Drive in northwest San Antonio. Easy to find. You'll find it to be the most pleasurable experience you've ever had in a dental office. Give us office a call to learn more. 210-341-2569. That's 341-2569 for Dr. Williamson and Associates. Are you looking for the perfect piece of pottery for your home or business? Remember Just Pots in San Antonio. We sell a wide assortment of high-quality, beautiful, Vietnamese-glazed and Italian terracotta pottery. At Just Pots, you'll find handmade, one-of-a-kind pots perfect for indoor and outdoor use. Vivid colors in all shapes and sizes, great for gardening, landscaping, or for adding color to your home. All of our pots are made with long-lasting clay that is frost-proof, fade-resistant, and won't crumble. At Just Pots, we offer volume discounts to the public and wholesalers with delivery options available. This Friday through Sunday, save 10% off all Vietnamese terracotta pots at Just Pots. With over 20,000 pots, check out Just Pots. Just Pots is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sundays, 10 a.m. to 5, located at 17115 Redland Road, just inside Loop 1604. Visit JustPots.com and follow Just Pots on Facebook and Instagram. Hi, this is Bob Webster for my friends at Southwest Metal Roofing Systems. Have you made that decision yet? Are you tired of worrying about your roof whenever a storm's predicted? Maybe you've had a shingle roof that you've had to replace several times over the past few years. Make the change. Call my friends at Southwest Metal Roofing Systems and have them install the last roof you will ever have on your home. I've had one of the roofs on my home for many years. We've had one on Shades of Green. My business partner and her husband have one of their roofs on their homes. They've stood up to big hail. They've taken all the wind. A Southwest Metal Roofing Systems roof is a good-looking, durable roof. And it's a roof that'll save you money every month on your utility bill because they're so energy efficient. Your insurance company's going to most likely give you a discount on your homeowner's insurance. What are you waiting for? Put on the last roof you will ever have to put on. Call Southwest Metal Roofing Systems at 822-6868. That's 822-6868. Southwest Metal Roofing Systems. Still looking for that one special voice that makes you fall in love with podcasts? The one is out there and free on Spotify. With over 2 million shows and today's most talked about podcasts, Spotify is the best place to find that one special show that makes you laugh, keeps you interested, and keeps you listening for more. Whatever you're into, get way more into it with a podcast. Find the one you've been listening for right now, free on Spotify. Today on Hey Culligan, Smart Home, Smarter Water Softener. Here's Kevin. 
Hey, Culligan, can a smart water softener lift those heavy salt bags for me? Kevin, it can. <laughs> Wait, it can? Yep, the smart, high-efficiency water softener from Culligan can alert your dealer when the salt needs to be replaced, and they'll do it for you, so your water stays soft and you stay away from lifting the bags. I mean, I could lift them if I wanted. No judgment here, Kevin. We're happy to do it, and we're already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with the local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Listen to this station anytime, anywhere on Odyssey. Odyssey is your new audio home for all the music, news, sports, and podcasts that matter to you. Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. South Texas Gardening with Bob Webster. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right, back to gardening, back to the phone line. It's going to be Wendy and Robbie and Tana and Sam, and Wendy is up first. Good morning, Wendy. Well, good morning, Bob. Um, good morning. This is the other half of the wanting to take a cutting off the pixie mandarin uh, duo here in Houston. <laughs> okay, the better half, no doubt. Uh, well, let's. Uh, I won't comment on that. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a long way away. I can do that. You're you're a little bit yeah. closer to home, so to speak. Right, right. Uh, one thing you mentioned was the propagating mat, and I've been looking for probably a couple of years online trying to figure out what, sh- what features in a propagating mat would be best. I mean, I've seen all kind of different things. And so I was just wondering from if you could give me some direction. Uh, I've seen them with... Uh, thermostats and uh, this and that um, what would be your suggestion I I don't think a thermostat is necessary and it's just one more thing to go wrong um, I, I've got a couple of them I, I look at size <laughs> you know, right. I've got so much stuff I've that I want that as well but I you know you want one that that will tell you that it is a heavy gauge material uh, they come in, uh, like I say, lots and lots of different sizes, styles, so to speak. But I like the fixed temperature. I like one that will maintain a soil temperature of around 80 degrees or so. I don't, oh golly, next time I'm working in my own greenhouse, I could probably look for a uh, look for a name brand on there. But a, a decent one should be in the neighborhood of 35 to $45 maybe a little bit more considering how everything in the world has gone up a bit in price but don't be looking for all the bells and whistles because you simply don't need it for what you want to do okay well like i figured the ones i was looking at probably were in the in the 40 dollar range yeah uh, and i i couldn't decide about the the size i i see there's some that are 24 inches and 48 inches and they'll handle two but i'm just you know just little cuttings here and there yeah yeah and, i um, i think the one that i have that i use most is probably about 24 inches by probably 36 inches i have a couple of smaller ones but i can put three to four trays and sometimes i'll just root in uh you know in plastic pots instead of a tray and then you can just stack on as as many as you want to but uh i I find for my needs, uh, my home greenhouse is 15 by 20, so it's not a it's not a monster, and uh, quite frankly, I don't have time to do as much as I would like to do. But uh, mine is is going to be 
roughly 20 to 24 inches by about 36 inches. And, you know, for a home gardener, that's about as big as I think you'd need. So you would, um, would you need to, if you have little four-inch, four-by-four pots, need to put them in one of these trays? And as far as watering, how does that affect the mat? Well, the watering's not going to bother the mat at all. I mean, they're okay. they're made. Uh, I live in an area, of course, with lots of calcium in the water, so mine are, are kind of white, crusty-looking because of that. I, I put them in the tray just because it's easier to keep them upright, and that's not a problem when you're first, uh, first rooting a cutting. But if uh, sometimes things don't get potted up as quickly as... Uh, is I might like, and if I've got a plant that's, you know, six, eight inches tall in a four-inch pot, every time I get the hose out, it's going to be flopping around. And so I, mm-hmm. I like using those, uh, uh, the trays with the, the little openings that typically hold 18 four-inch pots. Now, we get, and one thing that I, I like a lot uh, here at the nursery, we get plants shipped in a tray that are little two, two and a half inch pots. It may have anywhere from 48 to 72 little individual plastic cells, so to speak, in this tray that's like two inches high. And I like those for rooting a lot of cuttings because uh, I can put one cutting per cell. If I'm using anything bigger, I'm going to be putting a lot of cuttings. If I were using, say, an 8-inch pot, I'd probably put 30 cuttings in a pot that size just because you don't need a lot of room. You can let them root, and then when at the appropriate time, you can take them out, separate them, and pot them up individually. But um, it's it just every individual is different in, in what they're going to use that for. I also use it for germinating vegetable seed, and in that case, I'm going to take my uh, tray that holds 18 4-inch pots, uh, fill the pots with soil, and then plant, um, you know, usually one or two seeds, if it's tomatoes or peppers or broccoli, things like that. But uh, in the winter months, my seed sure does germinate and grow faster as well. So it's not just for rooting cuttings. It has other very right. good purposes. Uh, if you are one who likes to plant bulbs like caladiums and like to get them out early, you cannot plant caladium bulbs in cold soil or they will, uh, they'll just flat rot on you in a big hurry. But you can start your caladium bulbs in, uh, you know, in, in pots, either four or six inch pots, and then set them on that propagating mat, get them up and growing. And once they're, they've started to grow and got some roots down, even if the soil's cold, you can go ahead and plant them out, and that'll give you a head big jump on getting ahead of all your neighbors that don't plant those for six weeks after you've got yours in the ground. So lots of reasons to have propagating mat or mats, but I would rather have multiple ones of a reasonable size than try to get one giant one or a whole bunch of tiny little ones. That That's just what works in my world. Good advice. Okay, one other question. Um, this little mandarin is only about five and a half feet tall mm-hmm. in a container, and it's uh-huh. full of fruit, and you mentioned to take cuttings of mature wood, yeah, and I went and looked at it. the tips of the branches. It. Yeah, and and so I wondered, um, so if there's, you're looking for branches that don't have any fruit on it, and I'm (laughs) assuming. (laughs) Sometimes you have to sacrifice a little fruit. Do you do want to take any fruit or blooms or buds off? But um, and and that plant that simply may not be possible because you've got so much fruit on it. Wendy, if you want to hold on, um, we'll come back and talk a little bit more. But I've got to go to news here on KTSA Radio, San Antonio, Texas. 
from ABC News. I'm Mark Remillard. The U.S. State Department confirming that 17 U.S. missionaries have been kidnapped in Haiti. 17 missionaries from the United States, including children, kidnapped overnight as they were going home after building an orphanage. The State Department saying that they are aware, but didn't have much else to add besides saying that the safety of U.S. citizens abroad is one of the highest priorities. The kidnapping is just the latest incident in a country reeling from an alarming surge in gang-related kidnappings, more than 600 so far this year. That's according to Haiti. Center for Analysis and Research in Human Rights. ABC's Victor Okendo. A CDC panel is set to review booster shots for the Moderna and Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccines this week following a recommendation by, the, by an FDA panel. Vaccine showdowns at two of the nation's largest police departments. Chicago PD has restricted elective time off for officers as the city's vaccine mandate for public employees takes effect tomorrow, and it's likely some officers will be sent home. ABC's Christine Sloan says a similar story playing out in Seattle. In Seattle, the police department is making preparations ahead of a Monday deadline for all officers to provide proof of vaccination. The concern that the department may lose hundreds of officers who are choosing not to get vaccinated. The search continues for a gunman responsible for what police say was an ambush-style attack on three Houston-area law enforcement members this weekend. Authorities saying three Harris County constables were shot early Saturday morning while checking on a possible robbery. Police say two of the deputies were trying to make an arrest when a gunman opened fire with an AR-15 assault rifle. 30-year-old deputy Kareem Atkins was killed. He just returned from paternity leave, leaving behind a wife and a two-month-old. ABC's Ike Jachi. Coast Guard investigators say they've identified a ship that may have played a role in this month's oil spill off the coast of California. Investigators say they're looking at the MSC Dannett and an anchor dragging incident. You're listening to ABC News. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Companies. If you thought you missed your chance to refinance and save, think again. Mortgage rates have recently dropped, and Rocket Mortgage can help you save big when you call 8338-ROCKET today. For example, with a $250,000 30-year fixed rate mortgage, you could get a new low rate under 3%. If your current rate is over 3.75%, you could lower your payment by over $100 a month, saving thousands in interest. But you've got to act now, because no one knows how long these low rates will last. So when you need a simple way to get big savings, Rocket can. Call us today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. That's 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rocket. Refinance offer assumes a rate of 2.99%, 3.21% APR, 70% loan-to-value ratio for the cost of 1.75 points. $4,375 due at closing. Monthly payment of $1,052.66. Taxes and insurance not included. Payment will be greater. Rates current as of 7-26-21. Conditions apply. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org, number 3030. Oh, man, I'm glad I don't have to try to talk that quickly. <laughs> I'll just slowly and very patiently tell you that... Uh, Medina Agriculture is just one of the best companies out there when it comes to making quality products that work with your soil. Medina, for all the years that they've been in business, which is well over 50 years now, they recognize that the health of your soil depends on the microbial life in your soil. Everything from microarthropods to beneficial bacteria and fungi. And their products are made to work with nature, not against nature, the way a lot of synthetic chemical products are made. Medina offers quality fertilizers from their certified organic 
like growing green granular fertilizer to liquid products like the Has to Grow products and the new liquid fish blend, which I absolutely love, to things that help soften your soil or speed up the action in your compost pile like Medina Plus and Medina Soil Activator. I could go on and on about the Humates, liquid and dry, about the liquid seaweed. There's just a lot of fine products that Medina makes. They're all natural and or organic, some of them certified organic. They just don't do everything that way because it gets too expensive. But if you're looking for quality, if you see the name Medina Ag on the bagger bottle, you know there's quality inside. Are you looking for the perfect piece of pottery for your home or business? Remember Just Pots in San Antonio. We sell a wide assortment of high quality, beautiful Vietnamese glazed and Italian terracotta pottery. At Just Pots, you'll find handmade, one-of-a-kind pots perfect for indoor and outdoor use. Vivid colors in all shapes and sizes, great for gardening, landscaping, or for adding color to your home. All of our pots are made with long-lasting clay that is frost-proof, fade-resistant, and won't crumble. At Just Pots, we offer volume discounts to the public and wholesalers with delivery options available. This Friday through Sunday, save 10% off all Vietnamese terracotta pots at Just Pots. With over 20,000 pots, check out Just Pots. Just Pots is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Sundays, 10 a.m. to 5. Located at 17115 Redland Road, just inside Loop 1604. Visit JustPots.com and follow Just Pots on Facebook and Instagram. South Texas Gardening with Bob Webster is on the air. Talk to Bob now. 210-599-5555. All right. Back to gardening on another just absolutely, uh, <laughs> absolutely gorgeous Sunday morning out there. Move it. I'm sorry. Okay, still have Wendy there, and then we will be moving along to Robbie and Tana and Sam. And uh, let's just talk a little bit more with Wendy. Hey, good morning well, again. Yes, just to finish up, is it my understanding then as far as the mature wood that I could take the cutting off of a little branch that has the fruit on it but remove the fruit and that would be my cutting? That would be your cutting, yes. Uh -huh. Okay, good. Okay, because I kept looking at the others that didn't have fruit and they were kind of wimpy looking. Now, um, as far as the propagating mat, you mentioned the brand, your brand name. You can't remember. Is it possible that once you find that out, you could maybe let your Wendy there at the nursery know, and I'll call at some point and find out that information? I would be happy to do that. Um, I think it has, it, it was a gift to me. I didn't, uh, oh. in fact, it was a birthday gift a couple of years ago, and I'll have to see if the name is still legible. Like I say, it's pretty covered with uh, calcium because it has been through a number of uh, batches of yeah. seeds and cuttings and all. But I'll I'll do my best to see if I can uh, figure that out and, uh, and and let Wendy know. It'll be a few days before I'll have a chance to do that because it's going to be a little while before I'm back in that greenhouse working. But it would be my pleasure to do so. Okay. Sounds really good. Thank you so much, Bob. You are certainly welcome. It's good to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks. All right. Uh, next up is Robbie. Good morning, Robbie. Uh, I'm so sorry I called you back. It should have been my priority question. I have a pecan tree that's probably 30 to 40 years old. Okay. And I would say maybe about five years ago or so, I'm probably too late in calling and asking about this, but I noticed that there's like mushrooms growing on some of the limbs, and when those limbs fall down, they're like rotted. Mm -hmm. Can I save my tree? Dead wood is perfectly normal in a pecan tree. Um, I, I mean, I've got pecan it's trees. Like 
cut out. Well, the 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 little fungi that you see, uh, they are not they are not what's causing. Uh, they're simply the after effect where you have dead wood in, in a tree, any tree, then you may get these little fun, fungi started which are trying to break it down. But does how would you say the majority of the uh, limbs that you know are bearing leaves, uh, this is not every limb on the tree, is it? No. Uh-uh. Okay. Because I, again, I've got pecan trees that are probably 40 inches in diameter, and I've got, you know, trees that are 10 or 15 inches in diameter. And invariably, uh, they, pecans just lose limbs constantly. The interior limbs, you know, a pecan tree in a good wet year is going to be so dense with foliage that the limbs toward the middle of the tree, they just die because there's not enough light to get through to support the leaves, and, and then those limbs die. It's interesting. I was uh, standing down on the road that goes from State Highway up to my home, and I was looking at some trees, and as I was standing, and this follows that big rain earlier in the week, a limb that's probably two inches in diameter just cracks and comes crashing down. And so I don't, you know, I don't judge by having a few dead limbs in the tree. Now, Technically, uh, any woody tree, be it a pecan, a cypress, uh, an elm, an oak, anything else, the central core of every limb, the central core of the trunk, is in effect dead wood. It's called xylem. Uh, the cells have no nuclei. It still functions to move water through the tree. It still, you know, serves to give the tree some integral strength, but it's... Uh, uh, it, it's perfectly normal to have some dead limbs. Now, I would always look at a pecan and see if there is some something that you know may be responsible for having more than usual. Quite typically, it's a lightning strike. Uh, just this past week, again, my business partner and I were looking at uh, two different trees on her property that were struck by lightning in the past couple of weeks with those big storms, and that can burn the interior of a limb to the portion, uh, extent that it may die eventually, maybe a little prematurely. The bigger pecan trees down in one of my hay fields, if you study that, you can see where those trees have been hit by lightning numerous times over the years and some of the limbs in the path of where the where the current where the uh, electricity from the lightning strike went those limbs may die a little bit more prematurely and certainly not the past two years but uh, back oh, which year was it uh, 2011 we had such severe drought probably the worst one-year drought we've ever had in the hill country and a lot of pecans lost a lot of limbs and actually some trees actually died from the drought so there are things that that may cause one pecan to have more dead wood in it than another but pecan trees uh, you're just always going to have some dead limbs in there that's just you know, part of the part of growing pecans, and my good arborist friend David Vaughn was telling me that a lot of research that's been done on a tree, even a tree that is completely hollow, is 80% as strong as that tree was when it had a solid trunk on it. So, a uh, little dead wood here and there is to be expected. I do not believe it's a sign that your tree is dying, and if the part of your tree that is producing leaves, if the leaves seem to be healthy and of good color, I wouldn't have a concern in the world about that tree. 
Okay, because I thought I'd read online somewhere about something where it eats it from the inside out. Stop reading online. Okay. <laughs> there is so much pure crap on the internet regarding plants and virtually a hundred percent of it comes from different parts of the country where they may have you know different trees and different problems I, I tell you truly the only plant website that i trust on the internet is dirtdoctor.com and okay. um, there I, I there's not a day goes by that we don't have somebody come in the nursery and start telling me something they read on the internet and i just look at it and see you got to be kidding that is so and, and i know reading on the internet is the absolute guarantee that is totally valid and everything you read there is exactly right but man that's not the not the way it is when it comes to plants i'm very suspicious of anything i read on the internet and uh, a lot of it's just just flat wrong Okay. Well, I have a book by uh, Dirt Doctor. I need to go dig out and look into. Yeah. He's uh, he's I don't know Howard as you probably know uh, we we talk for about thirty minutes on every Saturday morning here on my Saturday morning show and uh, he's just one of the most experienced and knowledgeable people and you know I. I have uh, a lot of responsibility around a certain nursery that we know of. Howard is not in that easy. He's professionally, he's a consultant and arborist, and but he doesn't. He's not out there physically doing anything beyond consulting. So I envy him, and that he has a lot more time to research and write and do than I do. But uh, uh, yeah, his books are excellent. I don't know that you'll find a lot addressing in that specific issue but uh i have to say that at least 99 percent of what he has put into his books i totally agree with now some of his very early books i mean all of us in the, our early days in the plant business uh we're using more toxic materials and uh, we want to talk about these days but the the smart arborist and the smart horticulturists are the ones that got away from it and went organic and i'm happy to say that, that includes howard and includes me but some of his uh some of his earlier books uh, might have recommended things that we wouldn't be as crazy about, but they're still all very, very good information. And if you ever have a question, you can email him, uh, info at dirtdoctor.com, or you can call me and we'll always be glad to help you. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Because I was worried about this pecan tree. No. I I would not, from everything you've told me, Robbie, I think uh, I think that that's just a normal thing pecan trees do. And... Um, you know, every time I go out to do any mowing, and I've got a couple of big fields that have pecan trees that have probably been there a hundred years, first thing I have to do before I mow or shred in that area is go underneath the pecans and gather up all the limbs that have fallen down over the previous year or two since the last time I mowed. But that's just part of uh, part of having pecan trees. Yeah, we kind of laugh and call them self-pruning trees. <laughs> yes, and you would never park your truck or uh, pitch your hammock underneath one. Right. All right. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate the call this morning. You get out and have a wonderful Sunday. Thank you for you the too. call. You Thank you. Thank you. Bye. All right. Let's go ahead and talk to Tana. Good morning, Tana. Are okay. you there? Good morning. Hello. Hi. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Your volume's a little low, but uh, but I can hear you. Okay. Let's see if I can turn it up. Is that any better? That's better. That's better. Okay. I hear you fine now. Okay, good. Um, I have a first-year Myers lemon okay. that is approximately 
10 feet from the porch on the south side of the house. Okay. Now, this winter, um, would it be better to get some hail screening, put it around the trunk, and fill it with leaves? Or would it be better to wrap uh, the trunk and then do the top two? I would probably wrap the trunk or even double okay. wrap it. You know, it, uh, it, it's not an um, arithmetic thing. You don't get twice as much protection from two layers, but you probably get one and a half times as much. And, of okay. course, as, as, you've, as you've indicated, uh, the trunk is the most important part to protect. But I'd, I'd, depending on what the forecast is, I'd wrap it two or three layers thick and uh, then protect as much of the top of the tree as you can. Uh, uh, you mentioned it's 10 feet away from the porch. How tall is the tree? How big is the tree itself? Right now, I guess it's about maybe three feet. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a baby. Yeah, well, no, I'd, I would wrap the trunk, but then I'd put a cage around it and just, you know, totally fill it with leaves or whatever or okay. else at that size you know um, what you could do is put say two t-posts in the ground about three feet apart and just wrap you know all the way around you know go around with the with the two t-posts to hold it out but then just go around with two or three layers of that and then put a little cap over the top of it uh, three feet's a lot easier to protect than 13 feet or 30 feet <laughs> yeah I had one that lasted forever and ever that was only five feet from uh -huh. the porch. But <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> okay, and now this is not a question. It is a suggestion. This morning you have been mentioning the abelia for mm -hmm. quite a while. Right. Now, I got a variegated abelia. Right. So, so even if it's not blooming, the variegation of the leaves gives a lot of extra, I don't know, spark or, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. I'm so with I you 100%. Answered. And I don't know which variety you got, but one of my favorites is Kaleidoscope because, as the name implies, it's got actually several different colors in the variegation of the leaf. And it is an absolutely beautiful plant. Um, but once again, I'm not aware of a big abelia that has variegated no. leaves, the, the compact ones. And I think this fellow was looking for 10 feet tall, which is why I mentioned the uh, standard. Okay. But well, I'm, I'm with you when it comes to compact. Uh, they're there are a bunch of beautiful abelias out there, and I love them all. They stand up to the heat, the sun. The deer don't seem to like them. They just have a lot going for them. And it even came through that horrible winter that we had. <laughs> yes, ma'am. There, there's a lot of dead branches, but uh, the um, foliage has come out so much that whatever I didn't snip off is mostly covered. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I love the variegated. So that was just a thought. Okay, I appreciate you sharing you. with us, as always. You have a good Sunday, Tane. It's always good to hear your voice. Thank you. Goodbye. Th thank you. Goodbye.
All right, let's uh, get a break done here. And once again, I talk get to talk about a company that I just love, and that is Wild Birds Unlimited. That is just the neatest store. If I'm driving out Northwest Military Highway and have 10 minutes to spare, I'm going to pull in and walk through just to see what's new because Kyle and his staff do such a good job. You see, Wild Birds Unlimited, as you probably know, is actually um, their franchise store. You're going to find Wild Birds Unlimited all over this country. But each store not only has Wild Birds Unlimited products, but they shop independently for their gift merchandise and other things. So every Wild Birds Unlimited is different in effect. Well, our Wild Birds Unlimited is the same way. They've got those wonderful Wild Birds Unlimited feeders, many of them with a lifetime guarantee. They've got the wonderful hummingbird feeders with the ant stoppers built in. They have the greatest sewage you're ever going to find anywhere with all sorts of different inclusions in there. But they've also got some of the most unique unique gift merchandise you're going to find anywhere and I don't know how they do it but they I and I've been in a lot of Wild Birds Unlimited but I think our store out there on Northwest Military does the best job of any Wild Birds Unlimited that I have ever visited and they're going to have everything you could possibly need plus the knowledge that for all the questions you may have when it comes to just about anything related to nature or especially to feeding birds and it's just a great place to shop for gifts whether it's the holidays whether it's a birthday whether it's an anniversary or whether it's a no special occasion gift you ought to pass through Wild Birds Unlimited and I'll bet you'll find something for everybody on your list that has any interest in the beautiful outdoors they're open seven days a week to serve you they're easy to find again the shopping center there at the corner of Northwest Military and Hebron they're on the side that actually faces Northwest Military and they're open seven days a week to serve you and if you have a question phone number is easy to remember I don't even have this written down it's 479 bird it's 210 479 bird for Wild Birds Unlimited. I'm Dr. Torres with the Institute for Functional Health, San Antonio's original holistic health clinic. Holistic does not mean complementary or alternative. It means we look at the whole picture. We've changed thousands of lives, and your overall health is our passion. I no longer have to take sleeping pills, no blood pressure medication, or cholesterol pills. My insurance changed from high risk to standard. I take zero medications and said goodbye to sinus infections. I finally feel normal. I no longer have anxiety attacks and have stopped taking pre-diabetic medication and sleeping pills. I've lost 30 pounds, half more energy than ever before, half no pain, and my labs are perfect. When things seem out of control, the one thing that we can control is your health. You will have a customized doctor-supervised wellness plan that gets to the root of the problem instead of masking symptoms. You get results, not refills. At the Institute for Functional Health, your overall health is our passion. Call 210-468-1891 for your free consultation. 210-468-1891. I'm Dr. Torres at the Institute for Functional Health. Sounds and sounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Marquette Mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Zippy and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I would seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E. 
Fitness.com. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our weekend special. Save up to $800 on Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds. Plus special financing. Ends Monday. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Marcus by Goldman Sachs offers personal loans with no fees. Ever. Banks offer coffee. So what's more important, a Marcus by Goldman Sachs loan with no fees that could help consolidate debt or bank coffee that tastes like bank coffee? You can money. Visit Marcus.com to learn more about saving, borrowing, and investing from Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Investing involves risk and investments may lose value. Brokerage and investment advisory services by Goldman Sachs and Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Lending and deposits products provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. South Texas Gardening with Bob Webster is on the air. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right, let's get back to gardening. It's going to be Sam and E.T. and Lulu and Don. Sam is up next. Good morning, Sam. Uh, good morning, Bob. Morning, sir. Hi. I've got a 20-acre property around Holotus. Um, okay. And this cooler weather has got me thinking about putting in a fall cover crop on the pastures. Okay. H have you ever put in a, any kind of a fall cover crop, or is there any that you'd recommend to uh, – increase the soil health and maybe give some cattle grazing in the early spring <laughs> is your is your pasture deer proof um there this doesn't have heavy deer pressure but i wouldn't mind feeding the deer a little you know it, it, as well well i tell you i and i don't feel like i have heavy deer pressure but my problem has been and with cover crops that i've tried like vetch and things like that which is one of the very best for building the soil is the deer just never let it get started i uh if if i could totally exclude the deer from a field i think a cover crop would be an excellent idea but those guys especially if it's at all stressful now this year with all the rain um, a lot of you know we've got a lot more vegetation but keep in mind that the whitetails are browsers they're not really grazers but they do love you know, legumes like clover, like vetch, like things like that. So uh, before you, you might try a little, an experimental area, say half an acre or something like that. But I've tried and I simply could not stay ahead of the deer. And they just, we keep it eaten down to the point that it never really grew out, never grew out to make enough forage or really to help the soil a whole lot. And, uh, and like I say, I don't have heavy deer pressure, but I, I have a few, and they're very, very good at finding that tender, tasty vegetation. So I, I love the, the concept of cover crops, you know, in an area like that. But unless you can, and, and Parks and Wildlife might be able to help you. They've come up with a three-wire system with electric fence that doesn't require a super high fence, but seems to be pretty efficient at uh, keeping the deer out of an area. And if you can do that, I, I think a cover crop would be a great idea. I'd probably send you over to Douglas King Seed uh, to get, you know, your seeds and uh, an inoculant, depending on what you're going to be planting. But I just hate to see you spend the money and the time to do it unless you can just pretty much totally exclude those deer, at least for a while, at least long enough to uh, let your cover crop get up and, and well-established. 
Yeah, I know Morales, Speed, and Divine had some some really good blends too last year, but oh, I didn't yeah. get a chance to get any of them before they were sold out. Does yeah. uh, I, I would I would imagine it'd be great if you were trying to bring in deer, wouldn't it? <laughs> to, well, yes and no. Uh, you know, to bring in deer, I'd probably plant something different. And back in the days when I when I hunted a lot more and ate a lot more venison, um, I, I would plant oats, and that would bring in you know deer like mad. But oats oats are great for forage, especially if you get what they call forage oats, which are more grown for the leaves than they are for the seed. But when you're growing the legumes, which is primarily what you're going to be growing as a cover crop. Um, it's more expensive. It's a little bit more trouble to do. And uh, if I were if I were just you know going to provide winter forage for the deer or for hunting purposes, uh, I think forage oats are one of the best things you can plant. I don't think I go to the expense or trouble of planting a good legume. Okay, thanks, Bob. I mean, I know that's not what you want to hear, but I have to tell you the honest truth is I have experienced it. <laughs> and if I can keep you from having a disappointing experience because I had one, then I've accomplished something today. So uh, let me know what you decide, Sam, and let me know how it works out for you. Okay, will do. Thank you. All right. Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, next up is E.T. Good morning, E.T. How are you, Bob? How are you today? I'm really doing well. How about yourself? Oh, I'm still kicking. Okay, I got a question thing. about blood meal. Uh, okay. Who does it attract? Who does it uh, deter? Blood meal is a basic. Um, it's used as a fertilizer. It's a great source of iron and nitrogen as a fertilizer. It doesn't really attract anything specific. It repels most mammals. It. Uh, we'll do a fair job of repairing, repelling squirrels. It'll do as good a job as anything out there of repelling armadillos. Um, it actually, you know, even deer don't like the smell of it. Uh, so it, it's repellent to most mammals. Now, birds don't pay any attention to it. And, um, I, you know, you'd have to have a lot of it to stop a determined group of coons or raccoons. But uh, it's, um, it, it, it's, a, it's a natural fertilizer, and, and it does offer some repellency. So uh, it's, it's a fine material to use. Okay. And I know you don't like uh, PVC for greenhouses, but I found it's a good thing for uh, make, if you make small fence panels. Dry, dry. Take your PVC together and put some chicken wire in it. It'll uh -huh. keep uh, the animals, you know, from your container guard because it's easily to be moved. Oh yeah, I I don't have any problems with PVC, and Lord knows I've used enough of it for a lot of different purposes. But where you're uh, where you're wanting something a little bit more permanent, uh, they have some acrylic materials and things out there that are much, much better. But, uh, no, PVC, you can't beat the price, and they're even doing some uh, PVC that uh, is UV-resistant now that will give you much longer life than it did in the past. So, uh, yeah, there, there are good things to be said about PVC, but where you don't want to be replacing things uh, real regularly, there are other things that are much more durable. Yeah, because I can, you know, dry set everything together, put it together with um, zip ties or, or electrician's oh, yeah. tape, and if I need to move it, it's easy to move and take it apart and redo it. <laughs> it's cheap and it's lightweight, and uh, but you better tie it down good if a big windstorm comes up. Okay, and had you ever heard of hydro drill? Supposedly it's the size of an Oreo cookie, and you can drop on these tablets and uh, like a liter of water, and uh, it'll purify the water in a matter of hours. It's some kind of college student up in Austin, they developed it. 
it depends on what you're trying to do as far as purifying. Now, um, there are there's more than one thing that you can use if you're purifying, trying to take care of giardia or something like that in the water. If you're trying to take uh, actual chemicals like chlorine or chloramine out of the water, there are different things you would use. But uh, yeah, there there's some good products out there, but but uh, purifying water, it, it, that covers a whole broad range of topics, and uh, you have to know what you're, what you're trying to get out of the water uh, to know what's going to be the best product to use, I guess, would be the best way to put it, E.T. Yeah, well, I heard something on the, on the radio that's talking about it, so I don't know if you heard it or not. Okay, Bob, we thank you very much, and you have a very pleasant day. You do the same. It's always good to hear from you, sir. Thank you. All right, uh, Chris, let's go ahead and uh, get a break out of the way and come back and continue the calls with Lulu and Don, and uh, we'll be back in just a second. Sounds and sounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Zuki and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them, to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I'd seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Joel, don't you just love Halloween? It's okay, but I do like your troll costume. I'm not wearing a costume. I know, frightening. Where's your sense of fun? Halloween is about candy, trick-or-treating, and the evil laughs that go, Boo, here's your paycheck. Now that's scary. Folks, if your home's AC starts making those witching sounds or the pipes in your walls start moaning and clanging like ghosts having a party, call Quarter Moon at 651-5899 and we'll send our team of highly trained Ghostbusters. I was going to say technicians. I ain't afraid of no clogs. Quarter Moon Plumbing and AC, 651-5899. Nigel, just like I tell my kids, always check the candy before you eat it. Joel, look, I've got a costume for you too. That's a giant bolt. Exactly. Joel Frederickstein. Get it? Frederickstein. Whoa, your face looks creepy mad. That's the spirit. Quarter Moon Plumbing and AC. 651-5899. License number M13229 TACLA 00074345E. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss our weekend special. Save up to $800 on Sleep Number 360 Smart Beds, plus special financing. Ends Monday. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details. Marcus by Goldman Sachs offers personal loans with no fees, ever. Banks offer coffee. So what's more important, a Marcus by Goldman Sachs loan with no fees that could help consolidate debt or bank coffee that tastes like bank coffee? 
you can money. Visit Marcus.com to learn more about saving, borrowing, and investing from Marcus by Goldman Sachs. Investing involves risk and investments may lose value. Brokerage and investment advisory services by Goldman Sachs & Company, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC. Lending and deposits products provided by Goldman Sachs Bank USA. Member FDIC. South Texas Gardening with Bob Webster. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. All right, back to gardening once again. Uh, Lulu, Don, and Candy will be my next three callers. Lulu's up first. Good morning, Lulu. Good morning, Bob. Good morning. Uh, hi. Um, my daughter, who lives in College Station, sent a picture a few minutes ago of a cordyline that's planted in the ground in sun. Okay. And it is covered in mealybugs. And, you know, they're just up and down the stem, and she wants to know the best way to deal with them. We, the, I still think that the best thing to use is spinosad soap. Um, mm -hmm. Some people will use neem, and uh, neem is fine, but it, don't ever use it in the hot sun, or it will burn the heck out of things. Now, that cordyline in College Station is almost certainly going to have to come in for the winter months. They are right. not dependably cold-hardy, so, uh, and she definitely wants to get rid of the scale before she brings it in, but uh, yeah. or the mealybugs. Mealybugs are just mm -hmm. an unarmored scale, so basically anything that kills scale will kill them. But my choice... Um, would would probably be spinosad soap. Okay. Just, is you know, that in the, thoroughly. the? Okay. Is it in that bottle that you all sell, or? You can buy it as a concentrate. You can buy it in a bottle with a sprayer already built in that they call ready to use, or you can buy it in a sprayer that's ready to hook onto the hose. In her case, if it's just one plant, I get what they call the uh, RTU, the ready to use. It's just a little quart-sized bottle with a sprayer on it, and even a pretty sizable shrub, you can probably spray it in under five minutes. Perfect. Well, I really appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you calling, and uh, the cordylines, there, there are lots of different cordylines, and invariably they are all beautiful, right up there with crotons as far as, uh, you know, extremely colorful leaves, but they, oh, yeah. they, the one thing, has she had this plant a long time? Um, no, probably not, so okay. she moved in in August. Okay. The uh, the one thing about cordylines, they are salt sensitive, and uh, mm -hmm. n uh, that whole area around College Station and in that area, they have they have really an, an alarmingly high level of sodium in the soil. I know a number of people over there who have gone to raised bed gardening just because they had so much problem with uh, with sodium in the soil, and that will cause burned edges on the leaves. So I would tell you to tell her. Sometime in the pretty near future, she's probably going to dig it up, put it in a pot for the winter months, and when she plants it back out next spring, if she can create a raised bed or if she can create an area with a little bit of improved soil, it's going to grow better and stay more attractive for her during the whole season. That that sounds great. Yeah, I've noticed the saltiness just even in the water when their ice cubes come out. You can sort of see salt crystals on there. I'm like, what is that? It's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, weird. It's, yeah, and uh, and it's real hard on plant roots. Uh, so and and always, uh, if she's looking for things to use in the landscape, tell her to try to get a guide from uh, one of the coastal areas of Texas because 
that's that's going to be the closest thing actually to uh, plants that will do well. If it grows well in Rockport or Corpus or Port A or Brownsville or somewhere like that, then it's probably going to do well. Uh, it's probably going to do well in the College Station area. But uh, you <laughs> do have to be be conscious of what sodium will do to a sensitive plant. Definitely, definitely. Well, I really appreciate it, and there she'll be excited to hear what she can do to save her plant. And tell her if she has any issue with ants around the area to probably take mm-hmm. care of it, because uh, the way that mealybugs get transported around frequently, when a plant gets mealybug on it, just like it does with other forms of scale, it makes a real sugary secretion that ants really like. And mm. so the ants will actually farm mealybugs just the way they do aphids. They'll take the baby mealybug, so to speak, and take it around and put it on plants where the ant thinks it'll be happy just so it can go back and, uh, you know, and feed on the excrement that they leave behind. And uh, people always say, well, gosh, where did the mealybugs come from? Well, if you got any ants around, they might have brought them in and uh, started farming on your property, so to speak, only they're farming a very unpleasant little bug. Well, she actually has mentioned ants around the plant, so that's pretty funny that you mentioned that. <laughs> well, I don't know about <laughs> yeah, funny, but it's probably pretty pretty appropriate. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Learning a lot here. That's well, my job on Saturday and Sunday mornings, and I really yes. appreciate your call. Of course. Thank you very much. Have a yes. great day. You do the same. Thank you, Lulu. All right, uh, let's see here. Don, Candy, and Robert, my next three callers. Don's up next. Good morning, Don. Good morning, Bob. This is Don down in the vine. Yes, sir. Got a question for you. The neighbor has a big fig bush, and it's got a lot of little runners coming off it where they're, you know, like two feet away, and they're about a foot to two feet tall. Can those be dug up or clipped from the roots, and they would survive? Oh, yeah. If they are rooted, Don, what a lot of people do, it's called layering. Now, we talk about air layering where you, you know, put put a, something on the top of the plant to make it form a pre-rooted cutting. But uh, figs, and my figs are the same way, the tops froze, but, man, they come out from the base uh, this year. But if you if you intentionally want to be able to propagate them that way, uh, the best thing to do is just, you know, pin the limb down to the soil. You can bend a coat hanger and make a little U-shaped thing. You can put a brick on top of it, whatever, and then put a couple of shovelfuls of dirt on top, leave it for a season, and the fig will put down a bunch of roots at that spot. And then you simply go back uh, just up above the part that's rooted, dig it up, and uh, it's called layering, and it's one of the easiest ways ways in the world to propagate figs but i wouldn't cut it free until it is rooted so if these are just limbs that are low to the ground pin them down put some dirt on top of them let them root and then cut them free from the mother plant these are actually underground coming from the main stem coming up they're like two feet away and it's it's like a barrier around this his fig bush and i was just because he was talking about getting rid of them Uh and i was just wanting to know if i could you know, dig it, you know, if there's roots on it, if I go up to the main stem and cut the main stem and put it in a bucket, if it's got little runner stem, runner roots starting on it, what's the odds of it surviving is my question. Oh, uh, very, very, very high. 
but uh, I would I would dig around or I'd take the hose and wash a bit of the soil away because uh, figs don't really put out underground runners. They they had a limb that was very close to the surface, and if it's been you know buried or covered, then chances are it has rooted well. But what I'd probably do is just you know take a hose and wash the soil away from it, or else just go out and grab the tip of it and lift up and see if it feels like it's rooted in. If it has, absolutely, the chances are pretty darn close to 100% that you can successfully remove that and grow it. Of course, you'll need to protect it if we have a really cold winter, but uh, yeah. figs uh, figs are so, so easy to propagate that way. Yeah, because he's got about 15 or 20 around this huge bush. <laughs> I hope yeah, it's wants- a good quality fig because... Uh, um, you know, it's uh, it, it's not worth propagating unless it produces good quality figs. But if it's good quality figs, man, that's I'd I'd do more than one if it was me. Yeah, it's it's on some of my family's old estate, and that fig bush is probably sixty to seventy years old. Yeah, I've got it one. Survived that long, so it's obviously got to be a good one because otherwise they'd have took it out years ago. I, I've got one in one of my uh, open sheds at my ranch that I, I guess is more like 100 years old. And it's frozen back many, many times as it did this year. But, my gosh, it's already back up and six feet tall. And like you say, with runners coming out in every direction. I Just, just last week I had the time to get out there with the chainsaw and cut away the previous trunk, which was about five inches in diameter. But... Uh, you kind of have to push all the new growth out of the way to get the old frozen part. So figs, so long as they've gotten some moisture, they're pretty darn tough and hardy. Yeah, this tree was lucky. It was it was planted five feet away from the big water tower that's right at the windmill. So uh-huh. it constantly got water all these years. <laughs> that's what figs love: good sun and plenty of moisture. All right, so I got a pretty good chance I might be able to get some of them to uh, promote them to grow. Oh, close to 100%, Don. All righty. I guess I got to get out in the garden and start flipping it. The Johnson grass got the best of me this year. Oh, man. That's the downside of good rains. It's uh, all the weeds grew just as well as the pasture grass did. And uh, don't get me started on how much I still need to get done. But uh, one thing about it, we never get bored with the rural property to maintain. So you get out and get your fig started. Do that as soon as you can because uh, they'll establish and root best while we've still got some warmth in the air. So uh, yeah, this today, morning reminds us the fall's not far away. Today's going to be a fun day. i got to shred around the bees again. <laughs> All the beehives in the, in the shelter. <laughs> you know, they're um, – you bring up an interesting point, and I, I, I presume they are still out there. I'd probably ask, uh, you know, uh, Fred uh, Morales or somebody like that. But at one point, there was a company making a little device that you, uh, I don't know about you, but I have a roll bar on my tractor. And they make a device that you can mount on that and with a little uh, chain that you can pull and if you do, it just coats you with a safe insecticide and is designed specifically with the Africanized bees in mind. So if somebody accidentally disturbs a colony and they're getting swarmed and, you know, people get die every year of bee stings from disturbing those things. But there's actually something you can mount on your tractor so that if you should ever have that misfortune, it will douse you and keep the bees away, probably kill the ones that are attacking. It might just save your life if, you're, if you have uh, any problem with Africanized bees in your area. 
Yeah, you see, I'm lucky. I've got the uh, Italian bees, and generally every month I wait until once a month I do my inspection, and I go out there right as the sun's coming down, and I can actually lift the lid and pull yep. the inserts out with the bees in them. I've been wow. around the bees so much, they yep. know who I am. So well, they don't you know what, you me, know what you're you doing. <laughs> yeah, you know what you're doing. You probably have uh, the uh, excluders that keep the Africanized queens from getting in and getting started. So you know what you're doing, but hopefully somebody else out there in Radio Land uh, benefits from that information. So get out and have a good Sunday, and I know we'll talk again, Don. It's good to hear from you. All right. Talk well, to thank you, you sir. All right. Goodbye. All right, Don, or Chris, let's get our, uh, that was Don I was talking to, let's get our last break of the show out of the way, and we'll be back and finish up the the plant show with uh, Candy and Robert. Hey, this is Sean. Texas weather, it isn't for sissies. Here, the heat is unrelenting. The storms are serious storms. The hail isn't kidding around. Texas weather doesn't do anything halfway, and neither should your roof. Your roof protects your biggest investment, your home, and it protects those you love. So whether you need a simple repair or a roof replacement, go with Stevens Roofing, your local roofer. Stevens Roofing is a family-owned company with deep roots. When you live in the community and work with your friends and neighbors, your reputation means everything. Stevens Roofing repairs and installs roofs of all kinds, from metal to composition, commercial to residential. Give them a call today at 210-785-0994. For all your roofing needs, go local. Go with Stevens Roofing. That's 210-785-0994. Work with the folks who deal with the same weather you deal with. Go with Stevens Roofing. Your local roofer. Call them up, 210-785-0994, or reach them online at stevensroofing.net. Here for you for years and years to come. Sounds and pounds of fur. Our hairballs have hairballs. Our cat mama, she's 10 years old. She has dandruff and an oily coat. I have two cats, Zippy and Daisy. Daisy sheds like crazy. If you love your pets as much as I do, you'll want to do what's best for them, to live long, healthy, happy lives. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats, and my cat has been on it for two weeks. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. It is just the best. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I had seen the changes in my dog. To introduce my cat to Dynavite, I took the advice from Dynavite and put their food on top of just a scoop in the bowl just to get them used to it because I know if I even switch one little thing, they put their nose up to it. There was not one problem. Dynavite for life. You won't believe how happy your cat will be. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Panera believes in saying yes. Yes to clean, fresh ingredients. Yes to the new chicken sausage and pepperoni flatbread topped with rich mozzarella. Yes to delicious mac and cheese. Yes to putting it on a sandwich, creating the grilled mac and cheese sandwich. And yes to impromptu road trips to Sandwich, Illinois. Because that's living life to the flavor fullest. Get $1 delivery when you order on our app. Panera, live your yes. Pricing and product availability may vary. Visit PaneraBread.com. Finding the right Medicare plan may feel impossible, but now it's anything but. With Walgreens Find RX coverage tool, you can compare plans online, over the phone, or in person, making Medicare easier than ever. Easier than picking which true crime doc to watch, figuring out that Wi-Fi password, or putting the duvet cover back on. So if you can do those things, with Find RX coverage, you can definitely Medicare. Find the plan that's right for you by visiting walgreens.com/medicare. 
Don't live the quiet desperation of wondering if you'll outlive your retirement savings. Lifestyles Unlimited has a common sense roadmap to financial independence through passive income from residential rental property. For the next free Lifestyles Unlimited workshop, go to LUISanAntonio.com. South Texas Gardening with Bob Webster is on the air. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. All right, back to gardening. Just uh, down to wrapping up the plant show for today. Dr. Sherby will be in in just a few minutes, and we'll have the pleasure of talking about your pet's health for an hour. But still time to talk to Candy and Robert. Good morning, Candy. Good morning, Bob. It's so nice to be with you this morning. Well, it's my pleasure. I have was given a papaya that is probably about three feet tall. It's beautiful, and it's in the ground. Will it survive the winter? Uh, not if we have a hard freeze. Uh, papayas. What do we need at, to do? Well, at three feet tall, it's still small enough that you can cover it. Um, I, you know, you could build a little greenhouse over it. You could put a little cage around it. Uh, three foot tall papaya. I'd probably think about just putting a tomato cage around it and then wrapping that tomato cage with a good row cover like insulate. Now, if we get a winter as cold as last winter, you'd probably have to have two or three layers of row cover over it. But uh, just um, that's that's the thing about papayas is that it takes almost uh, 10 months for them to to produce papayas. So I either have to start them, get them up to a pretty good size before you plant them outside, or you have to protect them. And most winters, it doesn't get cold enough to be a problem. But, uh, you know, a lot of winters, when we do have a hard freeze, uh, they will freeze to the ground, sometimes even die if they're not protected. Now, a couple of things you need to know about papayas the big papayas, the so-called Mexican papayas that you frequently get at the store, with those plants, there are male plants and there are female plants. And you have to have both if you're going to get papayas produced. And you really can't tell until they start to bloom. And then you can look at the flower and you can tell whether it's a male flower or a female flower. If it's one of the little small Hawaiian papayas, much smaller uh, probably a little bit sweeter tasting. The Hawaiian papayas are self-fertile, so one plant is enough to give you papayas. But I okay. would have to say that probably 80-90% of the papaya plants that are grown are the Mexican variety. And, uh, uh, of course, it's going to be a few months before you really have to deal with that. But next spring, you might have to uh, find a way to get a second plant and uh hope or at least or plant several other plants just so that you're sure that you have a mixture of male and female plants so that you can get papayas because they're one of the most delicious things on earth as you well know okay well uh this was a gift and so we really didn't know what to do with it and ended sure. up putting it in the ground and oh my goodness it's just growing beautifully <laughs> yes they do grow very very well but uh it's gonna it's gonna be several months before it's big enough to produce papayas and uh, you're gonna have to find a way to you know to cover it if it does get really cold this winter i mean just a, a light freeze you could just take a garbage can and turn it upside down over the top of it or something like that but if we get serious cold like we had last winter it's going to take a little bit more effort to bring it through okay well i'm going to have to run i've got to run into church thank you so much for your uh, information always a okay, pleasure have a candy day. you do the same thank you bye
All right, uh, we'll finish up with Robert. Good morning, Robert. Good morning, Bob. How are you this beautiful uh, day? It is. Anybody's not doing well today, we need to ship them off to somewhere far, far away, Chicago or somewhere like that. Anybody complaining about this kind of weather doesn't deserve to live here. <laughs> it's just gorgeous. Well, there's, there's other people I'd like to ship away, too, but that's, well, that's probably for well, a different show. I, there you go. <laughs> we'll, yeah. we'll just leave it at that. Have I told you yeah, my sure. latest question, which is, uh, if ignorance is bliss, why aren't there more happy people out there? Yes, sir, I agree. I've <laughs> seen that, and I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> well, how can I help you today? Uh, a couple unrelated questions. Uh, established asparagus bed, and I'm thinking we're about 10 weeks out from cutting it down. I was going to put a layer of compost on top of it. How deep can I put compost? A hmm, couple of inches. Okay. That's yeah. what I was going to do just as normal. And I thought, well, I didn't want to overdo it. And if I could go, if, if deeper would benefit, I have plenty of compost. So well, I'd go let deeper, me, but. yeah, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't think I'd go deeper than a couple of inches. Okay. Now, if you, if you had a more open, unfinished material like a mulch, uh, there are people that will, or some people just use uh, straw or hay so long as it hasn't been sprayed with anything. Some people will actually mulch it 10 or 12 inches deep, and then when those little asparagus start to come up and start to poke up through the top, they go down and, and snap it off down at ground level, and that's how they get that asparagus is basically white that is considered quite a delicacy. I don't know that it's, I don't find it that much better than just, you know, the green asparagus that I snap and eat out of the garden. But people will occasionally, but they're using a lighter material, not compost, but they're they're putting 10, 12 inches on top, and then when the asparagus starts to peek through, then they snap it off down at ground level, and that's what gives you that uh, that highly prized white asparagus. So, but just straight compost, no, two inches would be what I'd do. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think the green asparagus is good enough for me. Yeah. Um, and then kind of unrelated, I, I, I monitor this gardening post uh, online. It's local gardening post. And due to my years of listening to you, I get to answer most of the questions people have. <laughs> Very good. Um, somebody, post, somebody from Houston posted a picture today. They claimed that their banana plant froze to the ground, and they had huge bananas fronds coming down. I thought those required 18 months of above-ground growth to produce bananas. Uh, they require about 14, 12 to 14 months, but uh, I, the only way that that could happen is if it were an extraordinarily large trunk when it froze down and it resumed growth almost immediately. But typically, okay. the trunks that are anywhere close to being mature enough, uh, uh, they freeze that badly. They don't come back out. So I, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but there are very few people that have been at us this year. I'll just put it that way. And keep in mind, yeah, Houston, have... yeah, Houston did not freeze nearly as hard as San Antonio and the Hill Country did. Good point. Yeah, none of my, I mean, I have, I have as many trees as always, but none of yep. them produced this year, nor was I, I wasn't expecting them to, so. Right. Well, that one either was pretty mature and probably didn't freeze very hard. If somebody was in, you know, a backyard in, you know, central Houston, uh, chances are they didn't, they didn't get 
enough to do more than freeze the fronds off. And that's what I tell people. If you really, really want to have bananas, you can go through in the fall and just take your knife, your machete, whatever, cut the fronds off and just wrap the trunk two, three layers thick with uh, with a row cover material, and then next spring pull it off, let it put on some more fronds, and you'll almost always have, uh, you know, have bananas. But it just depends on how much your trunk freezes and how far down it freezes. Makes sense to me. All right, well, enjoy your other hour on the radio and get to work. Uh, <laughs> that's my Sunday, so uh, you get out and enjoy, it, Robert. Always good to hear from you. Thank you. you. Have Thank a you, great sir. day. You do. Bye. All right. Don't have time to take another phone call, but I do have time to uh, remind you of a few things that will be very, very good to do today. Dr. Kirby will be along in just a few minutes, by the way, and we start the pet show right after 11. But it's a great time to fertilize. If you haven't fed in the past three or four months, fall fertilizing is the single most important fertilizing you do during the year for your landscape. Your granular fertilizers are going to usually be what you use simply because they last longer, have a longer release period. But fertilizing is one of the most important things you can do. Fun things you can do, it's time for fall flowers. In the sun, you can plant petunias, snap uh, stock, you can plant dianthus, you can plant Johnny Jump Ups, uh, just starting to be time to plant pansies. All of those flowers can go in now in the shade. You can plant ornamental kale, ornamental cabbage, cyclamen if you're looking for beautiful blooms on a really showy plant. Uh, there's some varieties of primrose that can, don't get as big or as showy, but they will also take all the cold. And out there in the vegetable garden, I'm getting to the point, I think, from plants, we can even plant spinach now. And from plants or seed, we can plant uh, lettuces. We can plant root crops like radishes and carrots and beets and turnips and plants of broccoli and cauliflower and all that stuff. We'll be right back with the Pet Show here on KTSA Radio in San